And our WrestleMania weekend preview continues with one of the biggest shows of the entire weekend is the Ring of Honor New Japan. New Japan's a little bit bigger in that title there. The G1 <laughs> Supercard taking place from Madison Square Garden, April 6th. Uh, New York City, of course, during WrestleMania weekend. One of the bigger events there, the Saturday night show. Uh, NXT moved probably because of it. it, it it's just immediate sellout. Like, it was just a gigantic deal, this G1 Supercard. And uh, I got two people on the line here, uh, two people that are going to the show alongside me as well. Uh, we have John Carroll and Sean Cedar. Guys, how's it going? What's up? Doing well. All right, so we'll start out. We'll get our plugs out of the way, and then we'll kind of get into the show. John Carroll, you are, of course, the host of Wrestling Omakase. You want to let people know where they can follow uh, some of your work and uh, where they can listen to you. So at Wrestle Omakase on Twitter, um, of course, you can subscribe to us on iTunes. We're like a rotating guest host podcast. We are, according to one reviewer of the Voice of Wrestling Podcast Network, especially insufferable. <laughs> you know what I that's do. pretty good because i think we're all a tinge <laughs> unsufferable so yeah you're a that that's you know that's high praise i'll give it i'll give it to that <laughs> it was like this reviewer was like um you know why do you why subscribe to this just subscribe to super j cast on zone and then rustling all because is especially insufferable i was like most people find me very mad but i was like yeah all right <laughs> that's kind of no. what you're going for that's kind of the aesthetic <laughs> you're going for so it works i don't well, yeah well I don't know if I'm going for it. It just, just kind of <laughs> happens. Um, but you could also find my uh, my DDT preview, very highly thought of for some reason. Um, I'll be on the written preview for this. So I do all, pretty much all the New Japan written previews. So that's pretty much what I do, previews and podcasts. Good stuff. Sean, uh, give your opportunity here to get your plugs out of the way and uh, anything else you want to uh, let people know about. All right. So you can follow me on Twitter at SACDOR2994. Um, for Voices of Wrestling, I do a lot of reviews for Ring of Honor, New Japan occasionally, WWE occasionally, and an assortment of other things. Um, I'll also be on the uh, written, the uh, written preview uh, for the show, and I also do work for Fighting Spirit Magazine. I cover the uh, Ring of Honor uh, pay-per-views whenever they come about, and uh, yeah, that, that's about it for me. Yeah, so that's good. That's good stuff. And two better. We, we couldn't have had two better people to do this uh, this preview here. We got experts of both companies, and well, John, expert of, of New Japan, not not so much Ring of Honor, but Sean, I know you do both here. So let's uh, before we kind of run down the card, which I'm going to do here in a sec, uh, I want to get uh, your guys' thoughts on on the show in general of, of what you think of the booking of it, because there was a time, maybe you know, even even before we started recording this thing, which is obviously like a week out, uh, where it was like, oh, yeah, the show looks okay, and there's some good stuff on here, and yeah, there's like the potential for it to be pretty good, and there's the idea that, yeah, it's going to be all the New Japan guys and all the Ring of Honor guys, but I think, to me at least, and, and I'm curious on your guys' thoughts as well, to me at least, this over-delivered. I mean, I am super excited for this show. It's it's all that I wanted and a little bit more, but but John, I'll start with you. What are your thoughts on, uh, on this G1 Supercard uh, lineup? Well, I'm very glad we waited to record this because like a week ago, I probably would have said this sucked. <laughs> right, like, right. like I was not feeling this card at all. It's like, okay, White and Okada will be added when Okada inevitably wins the, the New Japan Cup. But like the rest of it, I was like, oh, it's a bunch of three ways and a four way tag title match. And who gives a shit about Bully Ray? But then New Japan kind of sweeped in and saved the day. And, you know, just were like, let's take a match that I personally, I had, I thought Naito Ibushi was earmarked for the big show in Nagoya two weeks later. God knows what they're going to put there now. And they, you know, they put that match in here, a gigantic match, two of my all time favorites. Um, plus Tanahashi and Zack Sabre, which is a pretty big match too. Right, just like unnecessarily <laughs> thrown in there. You're like, we don't need that, guys. Like, you don't have to yeah. give us that too. But all right, I mean, I'll take it. <laughs> I'm not gonna. So, I'm not gonna... 
United. So yeah, I mean, this is kind of like a New Japan. I mean, New Japan kind of saved the show to me. I mean, the Ring of Honor stuff. I, you know, I'm gonna like, like you just said, I don't watch Ring of Honor really. I haven't really seen a single second of it since uh, I went to Final Battle last year. So I don't, I can't really. I mean, Sean, I'll have to tell you more about that, whether it's good for Ring of Honor or not. But like the New Japan side of it, I'm very satisfied now. I mean, it's, you know, I don't know how you, I don't know, I, I really don't know how you can consider yourself a fan of New Japan and not be into this. It's like. They're just giving you three like matches that could all main event pretty much any show they run. So, you know, yeah, I'm, I'm right with you on that. And, and and Sean, what are your thoughts overall on the card? Then maybe, you know, to John's point, how did the ring of honor side of this sort of deliver in, in, in your mind, whether, it did, whether, whether it did deliver or not, I should say. Well, I, I think that this card as as you said, it's certainly over delivered in terms of what we were expecting. Uh, I, I guess my big thing was, is that, I thought because of the fact that it seemed like they were trying to cram so many people onto the show that we were going to get the the typical sort of multi-man tags on the undercard that we typically see in New Japan and that we weren't going to get any other big sort of New Japan matches aside from, you know, Okada and Jay White. So in that regard, I was very uh, happy and surprised that they were giving us much more on the New Japan side than we were inspecting. Um... And I guess it's also good that, you know, New Japan, unlike WWE, won't try to cram the entire roster onto a show if there's not room. You know, it, it sucks that guys like Ishii and Suzuki and Goto aren't on the card, but it's not like WWE where they try to cram 20 matches onto a onto a single show and try to fit everyone in when there's clearly not room for them. Can I, um, let me, can I throw out a hot take real quick? Because sure. Sure. Just, for. That's what we're here for. <laughs> I think when he, because he mentioned all the people that are booked and not that are on the, sh- you know, in the week here for the weekend but not booked. I really don't think Naito Bushi was originally going to be on this show. I think it was going to be, you know, Naito Bushi and Shingo versus yeah, something Ibushi, like that versus Abushi and Rapungi 3K since they're building up that junior tag title match and the four of them are here now for no goddamn reason at all. Like they're not booked on the show. They're all going to be in the honor rumble. So. I think it's a reaction either to, I don't want to say the crumminess of the Ring of Honor side, but the uh, them feeling like they need to go over the top to to deliver an MSG caliber show, and right. maybe even maybe even the Dallas tickets being a little bit slow. It could be a reaction to that, being like, well, we have to blow these Americans away. So yeah, that's think, my that's my hot take. Yeah, and, and I think as well. And then, then Sean, I'll get back to you on, on kind of the Ring of Honor side. But I think for for me, the New Japan side, yeah, th- this it way over delivers what I thought New Japan was going to bring to the table. I thought we'd get White and Okada, and then a bunch of other guys in in, in tag matches, which would have been fine with me. Like I, I totally get why they would have wanted to do that. But I also think too, and, and Joe and I have talked about this as well. Like this is New Japan is treating this moment very seriously. Yes, the tickets sold out right away. Yes, you know tickets moved and 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 they sold, and they could have just done whatever. They could have done the New Japan Cup winner and, and Jay White, and then just whatever. Everybody else just kind of matches or whatever because people are there anyway but i think that they see how big of a moment this is that they are in madison square mm-hmm. garden during wrestlemania weekend and and probably realizing like you said john a few different things of like hey ring of honor okay we're gonna help you you know you guys don't have a whole lot right now so we'll come out here a little bit more and then maybe yeah like you said the dallas thing might have been a reaction too like all right we need to we need to let people know that when they come to new japan shows now they're going to get awesome shows. And that if, you know, if you buy the ticket for Dallas, you are going to get something awesome because they burn people a little bit from the past week. So I don't know if it necessarily was like you said, John, where at, you know, things change and then they said, all right, you know what? Now it's night to Ibushi. Or if they just realize, Hey, look, this is a huge moment for us. Let's go out there and let's just blow the doors off Madison square garden during WrestleMania weekend. It's a big deal that we're even in this building. It's a big deal that we sold it out. So now let's like go out there and show and, and be the talk of the weekend. Let's literally steal the show and steal the weekend. And I think, you know, it has all the capabilities to do that. 
I don't think yeah. people know how big a deal MSG is to, to Japanese, like to New Japan or Japanese people. Like this is the building of Fujinami. You know, this is the building right. that Noki was in. Yeah, yeah, Noki was former the, yeah, MSG the, champ and all that stuff. Yeah, the the MSG League was named after this, but like they did, they ran an entire show on New Japan World. I don't know if you saw this called Bar MSG, yes. where they I had like a talk. Sh- I watched I watched every segment because I'm a I'm a dork. I guess. <laughs> but they have like they had Okada, they had a Tanahashi episode, and then they brought in Kevin Kelly and had him talk to like Will Ospreay, you know, Will Ospreay, Juice, and David Finley. Just put another one with them. I mean, this is a big deal to them. Like, yeah, they're, they're not taking it for granted at right. all. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so it's a really really big deal. I mean, if you the Tanahashi episode, if people haven't heard that one, that's the best one for the history because he is, you know, such a nerd for like Tatsumi Fujinami who was a big deal in the in the you know to japanese people for wrestling in msg and he they go into a lot of the history there so that's a good one that's a good tip yeah i, I hadn't watched those so that's that's actually yeah, a good they're, tip. I'll, they're I'll pretty good that. um and, and just to add to the sort of new japan portion really quick uh i do think that the additions of naito Ibushi and saber tanahashi definitely make it feel more like a uh uh a, a, not maybe not at the level of wrestle kingdom or dominion but closer to that like it doesn't it doesn't feel like a like a Sakura Genesis or King of Pro Wrestling. It yeah, feels, this is bigger than you yeah, know, one of those. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean oh, we yeah. have three singles not, matches. Yeah, <laughs> yeah you're yeah. not gonna have three big singles matches on right, the yeah. anymore. Yeah, so yeah. So it's it's cool that it does that with New Japan, they gave us those matches and it does feel like sort of on a on a higher level than those shows. Absolutely. Uh yeah, so Sean, uh, as far as the ring of now we gotta talk about Ring of Honor. All right, Mute, John, go on mute for a minute, Sean. Uh, the Ring of Honor side here. We obviously have Jay Lethal, Marty Scurll, and Matt Taven uh, for the ROH World Championship. That's going to be in a ladder match. We have Bully Ray versus To Be Announced. We'll talk about that one in a bit because uh, there was an obvious person that the TBA was probably going to be, but that's not so obvious anymore because of injuries. Uh, you got the Mayu Itami uh, versus Kelly Klein. You have Rush versus Dalton Castle. Uh, and then tangentially, I guess, the Will Ospreay versus Jeff Cobb, but that's also kind of also New Japan. But uh, regardless, you know, all in all, what do, what do you think of the ROH sort of delivery on this card? Do you think they brought at least the best that they could, or do you think they put their best effort forth? What, what, what's kind of your thoughts on the Ring of Honor side? Well, what kind of threw me off a little bit initially is that when, when the show first got announced, I was expecting more sort of just half, half the matches would be just ROH and half would be New Japan. I really wasn't expecting them to do like these uh, double title matches. So that sort of uh, threw a little askew as to what I was thinking about. But uh, when, when the show was first announced, I did fully expect there to be a, uh, a Ring of Honor world title match and most likely a Women of Honor title match because I'm sure that they would want to, the women to get a spot on the show. Um, so those two matches, I'm, I'm not really... Uh, surprised at and I'm, I think everyone probably should have been expecting those two titles to be de- to be defended uh, somewhere on the card uh, for something like Dalton Castle and Roosh I mean it was really hard to predict that one six months ago because the Ring of Honor roster looked a lot different six months ago um, so I just sort of see that as just them just wanting to give Roosh a big showcase match of some kind so where it can get presumably get a victory over a former uh, Ring of Honor World Champion because of course they signed Rush for a big contract and I'm sure they want to showcase him uh, every chance they get. So uh, I don't necessarily have a big issue with that match, especially since it's only like second. Um, and the, the the Bully Ray thing is is whatever. Um, I I think I could speak for all of us when we say we're not really uh, thrilled with that addition to the card, but uh, hopefully the surprise makes up for it. 
Well, it's going to be CM that. Punk because he said, you know, Punk, you know, and he's, he's of course referring to one, one Phil Brooks. So, uh, yeah, who knows who that's going to be? Uh, obviously, I was kind of alluding to Flip Gordon uh, had come back from his injury and it seemed like he was probably a good candidate to do that because of their feud. Well, he re-injured his knee and he's probably going to be out another six months or so. Uh, so he is that's not really the TBA. I mean, it'd be really strange if he was the TBA. I guess you could still. But, yeah, someone is going to come for the New York City street fight. We do not know. Um Golly knows it'll probably be Tommy Dream or something. But anyway, let's go over uh, what we have on the show proper. We have a on a rumble. Wait, so you don't oh, you sorry. don't buy the you don't buy the Minoru Suzuki? Uh, no, I, I could buy that. I could buy that for sure. I mean, the problem is like. I, I guess it, so. The guy who comes out, it just needs to beat the fuck out of Bully Ray, right? Like that's yeah, that's all. It, I mean, that's he's a heat magnet. He's just there to get his ass whooped by whoever. Um, if it's Minoru Suzuki, I'm I'm all in on that. That sounds fucking great. Yeah, because you, you let you let all of MSG sing the fucking song, right? The, the pop would be crazy. I think it works best if you have some idiot come out, like I don't know, uh, fucking Red Tice or something. Get his ass kicked by Billy Ryan. The boy was like, "Oh, I put out another challenge," and then had Suzuki's theme hit. Okay, I mean that's I'm pretty in. much exactly how I would book it. But see, the problem is I don't want to get my hopes up because now <laughs> you've you've created a moment where eighteen thousand people are screaming for Minoru Suzuki, and it's an incredible moment. But then like <laughs> TKO Ryan's gonna come out, and like Billy Ryan's <laughs> gonna beat his ass or whatever, and then it's just gonna be like, "Oh, all right, well that could have been better if it was Minoru Suzuki," and then like <laughs> Minoru's in like the honor rumble or some shit. So no, I don't want to get my hopes up. So uh, yeah, this. I, I, this whole thing just seems tailor fit for just someone to come out and kick Boy Ray's ass. I guess it's just a question of who that is going to be. At least that's what I think. I can't believe John got me so excited now. Now I'm like <laughs> I'm like shaking at the excitement of this, and now you're going to take it away because it's going to suck. God damn it! I hope it sucks. I hope it's good. I hope it's good. I'm just going to say it sucks until then. But anyway, let's uh, we'll go over this card real quick, and then I'll ask you guys some stuff that really stands out to you. So we have the Honor Rumble, of course, the uh, Rumble Rule, Rules Battle Royal, the Rambo. Uh, so far, we have Jushin Thunder Liger as the only uh, official announced competitor in that. We have Will Ospreay, the Never Open Weight Title uh, Champion, versus Jeff Cobb, uh, the ROH TV Champion, uh, and it's a winner take all for both the Never Open Weight and the World Television Championship. So I find that pretty interesting there. Uh, you got Roosh versus Dalton Castle, as we mentioned. Uh, Mayu Utani defending the uh, Women of Honor Championship versus Kelly Klein. Bully Ray versus TBA, as we announced. Uh, Taiji Ishimori uh, defending the Junior Heavyweight Championship against Dragon Lee and Bandito. We forgot to even mention that, which is just awesome, too. It's like fifth from the top or whatever. It's also good. Uh, winner take all four-way tag team titles for the IWGP tag team title and the ROH tag team title. You what are the rules of that? Um, I don't I think it, know. I think, just, <laughs> yeah. I think it's literally just one fall. So uh, there could be. Okay. Could wait, be... wait a second. Wait a second. So that means the Briscoe, Jay Briscoe can pin evil. And the Briscoes would be the new Ring of Honor yes, World Tag Team and IWGP Tag Team. That is fucking stupid. It's not great. It's not. Yeah, I, I, yeah, not I, I assume that this is not a uh, Kurt Angle, Chris Jericho, Chris Benoit situation from WrestleMania 2000 where it was two falls for both yeah. titles. <laughs> yeah, I'm assuming yeah. it's just one fall for both titles. So That's yeah, we, we, the assumption we get, I'm under, yeah. Yeah, we could get a situation where, you know, like like John said. Yeah, Jay uh, Drill to evil, then he pins <laughs> him and he wins both Right, yeah, <laughs> and then you know, PCO's on the side, like, oh, what? No, I wasn't even involved in it. So, PCO and Tomatonga are like, what the fuck? Man? <laughs> yeah, not not great, <laughs> not great. But a girl's destiny versus villain enterprise, which is PCO and Brody King, uh, LIJ, the evil and Sonata team, and then Briscoe Brothers, of course, Jay and Mark, uh, Zack Sabre Jr. versus Hiroshi Tanahashi for the British Heavyweight Championship. Uh, Naito, again, I gotta make another joke. Yes, the British Heavyweight Championship is on the line in New York City, yes, but the United States Heavyweight Championship is not correct. I just Hilarious. wanted to point that out because <laughs> the US heavy, 
the IWGP USA White title is the dumbest title it's in all of wrestling. Great. Yeah, it, it, it's it's definitely lost its uh whatever luster it whatever little luster it had is, is certainly gone yeah. now after this. Mm-hmm. Uh, as I said, Zack Saber Jr. Tanahashi for the British Heavyweight Title. Uh, Tetsuya Naito versus Kota Bushi for the IC title, uh, the IWGP IC title. Jay Lethal, Marty Scroll, Matt Taven for the uh, ROH World Championship in a three-way ladder match, and then our main event, Jay White. Defending the IWGP Heavyweight Championship against Kazuchika Okada. All right, guys. Um, I'll start with John. I've been asking this question to basically everybody that we've done here, and, and I think it's a good kind of jumping off point. So I want one match that you're really looking forward to. Wow. And a match that t- it's, it's going to be a tough one. And that's what I mean. Just like one. We'll, we'll, we'll get to the other no, one. That, so one... I, that, I was being sarcastic. What am I going to pick? You know what? Yeah. You know what? You, you're, you, that question's, you're, you lose that question. All right. <laughs> non Naito Ibushi division. <laughs> wow. What's one match that you're really looking forward to? And then no. what's one match that, that maybe we glossed over or we just kind of talked about really quickly that you think has a chance to really steal a show or be kind of be the sleeper match of this show, which is tough again because there's so much that's good on it. But is there a match that you're maybe looking forward to more than maybe other people are? You can't say Naito and Ibushi. We're done with that. No, I'm, I'm saying Naito and Ibushi first because I want to bring this up. Because I, I think the story of this match, it's one of these matches where the, you know, the, um, my girlfriend gave me a funny look and that's why I just totally lost my train of thought. This, It's one of these matches where, you know, if you watch in the promos, it will mean a lot more to you. And I think that's, that's the case for a lot of New Japan matches, honestly, but especially for this one. Because Kota Ibushi, like, he's basically like, just outraged with how Tetsuya Naito treats his Intercontinental title. And, like, Naito doesn't even treat it that badly anymore. Like, he he drags it on the ground around with him, which makes, like, a really funny belt-scraping noise during his backstage promos when he's walking away. But, like, compared to how he used to treat it, he he's a great, like, caretaker now. But Ibushi's still very angry, and I think people don't understand. Like, Naito wins his Intercontinental title. He's challenged for it three times, okay? Elgin in 2016, Suzuki 2018, Jericho 2019. Do you know what his record is in those three matches, Rich? Uh, I don't offhand, no. He is 3-0. All right. He's never failed to win the IC title when he's when he's challenged for it. Obviously, he's lost it, right, but he's right, never right. failed to win the IC title when he challenged for mm. it. Do you know what Kota Ibushi's record in IC title challenges is? I'm going to guess it's 3-0. It's 0 and 2. Oh, no, I know. No. He never won. He wanted challenged, no, yeah, no. He challenged no, no. Nakamura on 1 4 15, and then, you know, obviously Wrestle Kingdom, and then Tanahashi at Power Struggle 2017. So, Ibushi, there's this whole undercurrent of like, why do you, you treat this fucking belt that you win every time you get out of bed, basically? Like, shit. And meanwhile, I've tried, I like killed myself against Shinsuke Nakamura and Hiroshi Tanahashi to try to win this title and could never do it. And those are like his two gods of professional wrestling, you know? Like, the Kami Goe is literally named that because after Shinsuke, you know? So, like, he, these two heroes, these, these heroes of his that held this title before before Bushi that he couldn't beat for this title. And now he's basically looking at this asshole, Tetsuya Naito, who, who's dragging the belt around like it's a piece of crap, who wins the belt, you know, without even trying. And it's just, you know, I, that's the real undercurrent of this match. I don't know if people realize. So that's like, It has a lot of emotion, too. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. on top of being a, a great, you know, obviously a great pairing, and they've, you know, just produced so many amazing matches. The other little note, too, about this match, it's the first time they will ever meet outside of a tournament. Because they've had, oh, they've, had a, they've had only oh, matches so far in, yeah, the 2013, 2015, 20, or yeah, 2013, 2015, 2017, and 2018 G1, and the 2015 and 2019 New Japan Cup. 
It's their only singles matches. They've never had a singles match outside a tournament. So that'll be interesting. Um, but yeah, I think it'll be incredible. And I really like, I, can, I honestly can't believe my good fortune that I get to see that match live. So thank you to Gato, I guess. Yeah, I books, books for you. <laughs> you know, John's going to be there. All right, let's, yeah. let's go. Let's go. Let's give him this, this one of a kind of thing. So sleeper match. Is there a match maybe that uh, doesn't in, uh, initially jump off the page that you think has a chance to be really, really good? I don't know. Does a junior title match count? Because it does. Of course, it does. Yeah. yeah, I think I think it's a really good. I mean, look, I complained a lot when they added Bandito, and I don't like three ways generally, but like, I think it just takes the match from a match that could be, like, Taiji and Dragon Lee maybe could have been four and three quarters, and the three way, maybe it'll be like four and a quarter. You know, that's still four and a quarter, still a very awesome match. So, you know, I wish it was a singles match, but I'm sure it'll, you know, it'll it'll still be a really good match, and of course. I think everybody will be on her own we watch and new Japan kind of fanned those f- flames. Cause d- did you see what the, uh, the free match of the week was this week? I did. Yeah. It was, a, uh, I forget. It was Hiromu versus somebody. I forget who, uh, who Hiromu versus pick. dragon Lee. Oh, was it? Well, yeah. that's perfect. So, yeah, that's uh, a good way, so, yeah. dra- so now I'm picturing my head. Dragon Lee wins the junior title and Hiromu Takahashi walks out and challenges him with the belt. He never lost, but. I predicted that for the anniversary show too. To yeah, you were predicting a lot of big pops here, man. If, this, if all <laughs> that you're saying happens, this is like an all-time unbelievably legendary show. So hopefully, I, I'm I like the way you book. So I, I would I would like the way this you're telling the story here. But uh, yeah, we'll see. Hopefully, I don't want to work myself into that shoot either because I did that at the anniversary. <laughs> so I'm gonna stay away from that. So Sean, uh, I'm gonna ask the same questions for you. You know, one match that's really standing out to you, one that you're really excited about, and then one that uh, you're excited about but maybe isn't getting as much love as you think it should. Um. Well, I, I think the or my most anticipated match could be anything of the big New Japan stuff. Um, obviously, I, I, I think I would sort of side with John. I'm really looking forward to uh, Naito and Ibushi. Uh, those guys have uh, just really incredible chemistry, and I've loved all of their matches that I've seen. Um, I guess you could throw in there, too, the uh, the main event. Uh, Jay White and Okada, they had, you know, they had an incredible match at Wrestle Kingdom. And I think not just the match, but just the moment of realizing, oh, there's going to be an IWGP title match in the main event, and they're probably going to have a killer match in that spot. Because you know, you know, main event MSG, you're going to want to work your ass off on that one. So, yeah, I'm, I'm looking forward to that one. I think I, I I feel like most people would peg Naito and Ibushi to be the match of the night on paper, but I I wouldn't be shocked if Okada and Jay White are up there as well. It probably won't be as flashy as naito and ibushi but you know again they had a great match at wrestle kingdom and there's no reason why they can't have another great match in msg or zach tanahashi <laughs> I mean... yeah there's that too <laughs> yeah i know that that's probably i mean i i didn't want to include that in my like sleeper match because i have another one that i'm really looking forward to too but like yeah it's like zach Tanahashi, <laughs> tanahashi which like <laughs> incredible chemistry between these guys i mean this is an incredible show that we're talking about here uh my most anticipated match i guess i'll answer my own question is going to be uh white and okada not because i mean like Naito and abushi sounds incredible like, it's a match I, I i can't wait to see saber saber and, and, and tanahashi same way i just think having an idea of what I think I mean, I, I'm under the assumption. I believe I, you guys probably are as well. I've not read your predictions yet, but uh, Okada you think is winning the title. 
here, yeah, right? Probably, I feel probably, like, yeah. yeah. I mean, you got to leave MSG with like, you know, the, the the rain, you know, the money coming down and, you know, the gold flying from the, and like, I'm just thinking of that moment. Like there was, it just struck me today. I don't know why I was like driving to work and all of a sudden uh, I was, or I was actually, I was watching uh, the Ishii and, and Okada match from the New Japan Cup and Okada's music hit and it just kind of dawned on me. I'm like, holy shit. In like a week, I'm going to be at Madison fucking Square Garden and like yeah. Okada's going to hit a goddamn Rainmaker and like the crowd's going to, and the other thing too is the crowd's going to be 100% on Okada. Like, cause, cause White is one of those guys and I like this too that he's like nobody really likes jay white like if you you either like really dislike him like actually or like the people like if you're a fan that kind of buys into sort of wrestling storylines or whatever he's like a hated heel like you wouldn't cheer for him he's not like a fun heel at all or whatever so yeah. he, like no matter what like everyone's gonna boo white everyone's gonna be for okada okada's gonna hit the rainmaker and like the crowd it, it's gonna be just like the surreal moment of okada holding that title up at Madison Square Garden with all these people just going nuts. And I was like, that, like the moment, like just inject that in my veins. I mean, that that's what I can't wait for. And that's going to be the culmination of what I think is just an incredible show too. So there's there's that, uh, even if I think maybe some of the other matches are going to be better, uh, that's one just for that moment that's going to be like this thing that's right. going to be, you know, in my mind forever if that happens hopefully like jay like jado doesn't come out and hit him with like a, you know, like, a <laughs> like jay White rolls him up like by the tights and i'm like what the hell like, i really don't think they're i don't think they're that tone deaf but uh, uh the match that i was gonna put as a sleeper and and, and sean i'm maybe a little bit interested in uh, in your thoughts on this because i know you've been watching a lot of uh or you you of course watch rh tv but uh jeff cobb and will osprey i really think that could be a good pairing if, if they get the time which is gonna be tough on the show because there's so much going on but uh will obviously has done great work this year jeff cobb uh rises to the occasion he's had really big moments uh in the ring of honor pay-per-views is that a match that you think can can deliver if if it's more than five minutes or whatever which is I, I, like i said is a real possibility with the show having this yeah I, I i think that if you know given the time i think those two could have a great match and uh i feel like osprey could play off very well <laughs> with the more the uh, the power that uh jeff cobb brings to the table and, and you're right jeff cobb uh, since he's come to ROH, his best performances have really been on the big shows, on the pay-per-views, whether it was against Adam Page at Final Battle last year or most recently against Shane Taylor, of all people, at the uh, 17th anniversary show. So yeah, I, I think that's definitely a serious contender for a sleeper match. And, you know, just the fact that it's the opener is pretty, pretty crazy considering it's, you know, who will Ospreay and Jeff Cobb. But uh, another match that's a sleeper for me, and, and again, maybe this is just me, cause I'm the ROH guy, but I'm actually really looking forward to the uh, the Ring of Honor World Title ladder match. Um, I wasn't totally thrilled with the addition of Matt Taven to the match. Uh, I mean, I get why they did it, because the, the match at the pay-per-view ended in a draw. But I think the if it was just a normal three-way, I wouldn't be as excited. But the fact that it is a ladder match uh, does raise its stock uh, significantly for me. I mean, obviously, there's the the history in Madison Square Garden with the ladder match, you know, Shawn Michaels and Razor Ramon. Oh, right. Yeah, yeah. I I didn't make that connection Um, until just now, actually. Yeah. 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 And I'm sure, you know, again, Madison Square Garden, everyone's going to be working really hard. Um, I'm sure those guys are going to kill it in that spot. And even though I I don't think it's going to be a spectacular ladder match, I'm I'm sure it'll be really good. And part of that is just because the, you know, the guys involved, I wouldn't consider really ladder match guys. And plus the fact as well that the standard for Ringo on our ladder matches is extremely high. Uh, so even though I don't think it'll be one of the better ladder matches that Ringo Honor, Ring of Honor has put on, I'm, I'm sure it'll still be very good. Um, so yeah, I, I personally, I'm really looking forward to that. And I think it could serve as well as a nice little uh, breather between Naito and Ibushi and uh, Okada and G. White because you have two you know super, super serious uh, just big time new japan matches and 
yeah, sure, the, the Ring of Honor World title match is going to be serious in its own way, but it's a nice little break because you've got these two big hard-hitting matches then sort of a hardcore stunt show in the middle. So in that way, it's a nice little uh, nice little break, and uh, hopefully, hopefully, fingers crossed, Marty Skrull uh, wins the Ring of Honor World title. Yeah, that that'd be my prediction as well. I think that 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 my prediction of what I think would be the best move to do is because like Lethal's got just no energy to him right now, and gee, goddamn, if Matt Taven goes out of there and wins that title, like that's just gonna be just awful. So yeah, I, 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 I'm, like, I'm hopeful on Skrull as well, and I, I like, like I've, I've I've enjoyed Matt Taven this year. I've enjoyed him, but yeah, I've I've always liked Matt Taven, but I just never thought he was a world it, title. It would be an incredible guy. troll move. You had him just climb up there <laughs> and grab the belt and like leave with the. Be, like, yeah. I mean, I, I do. They could do it. It's not out of the realm of possibility. It is not. Yeah, yeah they're not I the do, main. I do fully expect at some point the balloons to come out, and <laughs> that's gonna be a that's gonna be a thing. I mean, I'm sure I'm sure Joe will mark out for that because he yeah, loves yeah. the balloon oh, guy. Yeah. <laughs> oh god, uh, John. As far as the honor rumble for people that maybe don't know, uh, I, I'm assuming this is gonna be similar to you know the the, the New Japan Rambo. We have one of the 30 entrants. I mean, we have 29 more people that are gonna be in this honor rumble. Do you have any idea who's gonna be on this thing? Any sort of predictions, guesses, uh, assumptions, guess. whoever. I would I would be shocked if Great Mood is not in it, KG Mudo. Because he's oh, there shit. for the weekend anyway. Right. Oh, I would be man. really I'm like I predict him to win it. So because I figure he won't want to take the bump over the top more than anything, <laughs> Yeah, but. that's also true. <laughs> right. Yeah. You've always got to yeah, rumbles are always important for who cannot take a bump. Like Iron Sheik uh famously at WrestleMania won the rumble because he couldn't go over the top rope. Uh yeah, it's, it, it actually helps out a lot. Kakihara a few years ago, I think he could have taken the bump, but he just like just gave it to him anyway because it was a good moment. Masao but, uh, Tanaka maybe could be there. Um, I mean he's he's there this he's there that weekend, I think. And I know we have yep. 29 more. Yeah. I mean, that's the thing is they announced like correct me if I'm wrong, they announced 30 people for this, right? Yeah. Yes. Jesus. <laughs> entries every minute look the other thing too is like there's a lot of people who are there for the weekend that need these spots right including ring of honor people like you know like friggin silas young who's on twitter bitching about it <laughs> you see did you see his tweet yes i, I did, did. Yeah. I did. Yeah. I did. he was like uh, oh being in ring of honor is like a abusive relationship all this hard <laughs> blood and sweat and tears and then we have nothing for you like buddy <laughs> they got something for you and it's called the honor rumble shut the shut yeah, the hell yeah. up and get in the ring. I'm not, I'm not cutting Naito Ibushi because we got to make room for Silas Young on the main card. Get the fuck out of here. <laughs> <laughs> That's but. good stuff. Oh, man. Now, okay, so... John, you got to stop doing this, man. You have got me. You got Muda winning the Rumble. You got <laughs> Minoru Suzuki beating up Bully Ray. You got Romo coming out after the IWGP Junior title. You have, uh, what was it, Okada winning. You have Marty. Like, I, I, you're you're out of your mind here. I'm, I'm <laughs> like, I hope you're right. I It'll hope you're right. Show. But just, I, be a good show, right? It is, It'll yeah. I, I'm, I'm, I'm really hopeful it yeah. is going to be. But, uh, yeah, so that's, that's uh, I think, pretty much it. Anything else you guys have, John? Anything else on uh, G1 Supercard? There's something we didn't talk about that I wanted to mention. Yeah, go ahead. And I'm trying to scroll through it. Oh, they well, let's just say for the for the British Heavyweight title, could could you see? Because I think Zach is going to win, but there is a scenario where Tanahashi wins this and they do the rematch for Royal Quest in August. I think, like, I'm not quite there for predicting it, but yeah. it feels like something they could do. The, the only thought that I have is that when I was thinking about it, it at least maybe maybe I'm wrong on this, and I can't speak to this like compared to like someone like uh, Rob Reed and the other people on our site who cover the British wrestling scene. But at least to me, it just sort of feels like that the British heavyweight title from Red Pro is maybe just too, it feels like too, Tanahashi feels too big for that title. I I know guys like Suzuki and Ishii and Shibata called it, but 
I, I guess my initial reaction when I saw that match is that it, it does that Saber feels like he should win just because it just feels like a title that's you know or I guess Tanahashi to me anyway feels a little above that title though I could be totally wrong on that and it would be cool if he won it but my prediction at, at this moment is that Saber is going to retain especially since Tanahashi beat him in the New Japan Cup. Yeah, I, I actually kind of buy into a little bit of what, what John is saying because if you look at kind of the history of the title a little bit as well, it has been primarily like a vehicle to like give it to New Japan people so that New Japan right. people have to come mm-hmm. to England to like like Minoru Suzuki when he won it, it was just basically to go to you know do do it in England or whatever. He think he won it in England, uh, and then I forget how many times he, he defended. But like it is like if you go through the history, like you said, uh, 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 Sean, you kind of hit it. Like you know, Zack Saber Jr. won it in 2016, January 2016. Then Shibata had it, then Saber had it again, then Ishi Suzuki Ishi, and then Saber again. So it like is pretty much it's kind of traded off from Zack Saber Jr. to like New Japan guys. So. I don't. I, I. I don't know. I don't know if I have a really good feel for it, like you said, Sean. But I. I. I don't totally discount what John's saying. I think that's a really oh, no, good idea all. as not well all. to have Tanahashi win that, give a little prestige maybe to that title, and make it seem like a bigger deal. And then, yeah, like you said, now you have a ready-made rematch as your your, your presumed main event or or you know semi-main event or whatever of the Royal Quest. So oh, yeah, a good yeah, way to go about it. It just happen. it's just a matter of how many title changes do you want. You know what I mean? Because like. Um, well, I don't think Ibushi is probably. I think Naito's probably retaining there, so I, I guess that could work out because I, I doubt they're going to change every title. But then again, Wrestle Kingdom they change every goddamn title. So who knows? <laughs> like it's very possible that that does happen as well. So um, yeah, th- I mean that's it's so amazing that we're just kind of glossing over that match and it's like Zack Sabre Jr. versus yeah. Tanahashi. That's that's the show, man. The show is just yeah. And if we record a week and a half ago, I would have probably been like, eh, I don't know. I mean, I'm excited because it's still MSG and it's New Japan and yada yada yada. But man, I'm I'm like into this and 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 I know from John's standpoint, like John doesn't even care about the. Uh, the Ring of Honor sides, but like I like the Ring of Honor side a lot. Yeah, I mean that that's yeah. like even those sides are pretty. I mean everything that they're doing there, uh, they're delivering pretty well. So yeah, I, yeah. I, I'm I'm very thumbs up on the show. I cannot wait. Yeah, I just be- have and I just have a couple more notes. Uh, just I guess sort of like little house cleaning things. Um, uh, I guess just to clarify on the Honor Rumble, uh, I know Ring of Honor that they've done that match in the past, and it's usually just uh, over the top rope because I know New Japan's Rumble is usually does have pin and submissions in it. I but, guarantee you, no one told the New Japan people that. And like, Goto, Goto was just gonna, gonna <laughs> pin Yo. PR, yeah, yeah Goto's gonna pin Yo at some point. And then, yeah, I can't wait for that. I hope that's um, okay. And then, uh, I guess in, <laughs> with regards to the uh, the the tag title match earlier, um, I I know it's a four way, and I know the IWGP tag titles really haven't been treated that well, almost seemingly ever since Gato, I guess, was the took the books for New Japan. But honestly, I have really no issues issues with that match. I certainly prefer the four-way over G.O.D. versus the Briscoes or G.O.D. versus Villain Enterprises. So honestly, yeah, the one the one whole one fall thing is kind of weird. But the match itself, I much prefer that over the over the. Uh, the two potential options we had before the full card was released. Yeah, I think the match improved like quality wise, even if it's just yeah. like mindless, weird, like doesn't make any sense. And it'll I love probably, John's scenario of, of Jay just hitting the Jay on evil and pinning him. <laughs> it'll probably be like 12 minutes and everyone will be going 100 miles an hour just yeah. getting all their shit in. So yeah, that's, that, that'll yeah. be fun for what it is in the middle of the card. Absolutely. All right. So uh, before we go, guys, I just want to get an idea of what uh, what your kind of schedule is for uh, for many a weekend. So, John, I'll start with you. What uh, what's kind of your plan of attack? And yeah, you you basically just have to roll out of bed and you're ready to go. So I'm I'm oh, very yeah. jealous. I'm very jealous of you. Well, I mean, I'm I'm like 20 minutes from the Queens venues, but it's a little more for uh, for Manhattan. Like it's like an hour bus ride. 
But um, so what am I doing? Thursday, I got Evolve WXW and Stardom. Or not Stardom, DDT. Evolve WXW and DDT. Just staying at Laboom all day. Um, Friday, I have WrestleCon, US versus the World, and Stardom. And then Saturday, just sticking with MSG. And then Sunday, I'd rather jump off a building. So. <laughs> You're not going to Mania? Oh, come on. It's in your backyard. Come on. I'm really, I'm good. I didn't, go to, I didn't go to the last one either. So <laughs> you the, last, the last Mania I went to was in your your town, actually. Oh, the, the Chicago one. I didn't go to that. Yeah. I, I wanted to go to that one. And I didn't. And it was like an incredible, it was actually a really good show, if I remember uh, correctly. I haven't watched it in a few years. I don't know if it holds up, but I remember at the time. Uh, uh, really enjoying it, but uh, yeah, that's that's a, a good schedule. I, I don't know. I, I'd put the jacket on and 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 sit at you know MetLife for eight hours to watch WrestleMania if I were you. But you know, you, you do you. But uh, you, well, you're not doing it. No, I know. I'm flying home. Like, are you kidding? I would never do that. Are you out of your mind? Like, no. I'm gonna go sit there for an eight hours show for promotion. I hate. I think I'm good. I don't like being cold. I don't want to sit out there. It's like, yeah. yeah I, the, that's got me. Like, I, I always. I, I can't imagine like being outside at like a three hour wrestling show, let alone being outside at, yeah. at an eight hour. I mean, I don't, yeah, I'm, 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 I'm very, very good on that. So no, I, I am not doing it as well. So I'm with you on yeah. that. If you, you'll see me Thursday, I'll probably be in a, in a Dice Case Sasaki shirt. So you want to come find me there Friday. I don't know what I'm, I don't own a stardom shirt. I'm thinking of just wearing a Sailor Moon shirt. Cause I think the girls will know Sailor Moon. That's so, pretty. Yeah. That's just, yeah. That's that's a, I like that. That's a good compromise. I'd say. And then Saturday, very shockingly, I'll probably be in something LIJ related. <laughs> stunning, <laughs> stunning revelation there. But uh, that's a, uh, I like the wardrobe's already ready. I, uh, I haven't thought of that yet either. That was uh, oh geez. Now I'm stressed out about something else now. <laughs> like, Oh man, like what do I wear? Like, <laughs> do I, should I do uh, you know, appropriate? Cause I think I have something that I could wear basically for any day on any show, but do I wear appropriate stuff. Do I go, Oh man, that's uh, a new whole thing of stress. But anyway, thank you for adding that. But uh, Sean, what is your schedule uh, for Mini Weekend? Okay, so Thursday, uh, much like John, I am going to be at Laboom pretty much all day for Evolve, uh, WXW, and DDT. I feel like the the entire site is going to be at Laboom all day on Thursday. Yeah, I'll be there for DDT as well. So yeah, seems like a ton everybody. of people from the site are going to be there pretty much the whole day. Um, and then Friday, I'm doing the USA versus the World show at WrestleCon, followed by RevPro in the afternoon. And then I'm actually going to the uh, MLW Battle Riot show at night. Uh, so that's two days of free shows a day for me. And then Saturday, I'm doing Pancakes and Pile Drivers in the morning at WrestleCon, and then uh, MSG at uh, at night. And it's a really I'm actually really looking forward to this trip because uh, when WrestleMania was in New York in 2013, unfortunately, I was not able to go to the other events over the weekend, and I was able only to just attend WrestleMania uh, because I had a fraternity commitment at Penn State that prevented me from being there uh, over the, throughout the course of the weekend. So I, I just think it's interesting that last time I did WrestleMania and was unable to do everything else, and this year, I'm doing everything else except WrestleMania, which I am perfectly fine with. 
the only way to do this for your guns. Yeah, that's uh, like that. I have friends that are like stunned that I'm doing that. They're like, well, you're not going to WrestleMania? I was like, no, are you kidding? I'm just doing, oh, like, I'm doing no. 15 other shows. I'm doing 15 other shows. They're like, you know, but I have casual fan friends that are like, you know, I say I'm going to New York for, you know, WrestleMania weekend. They assume that I'm just like, you know, going to Times Square and they're going to WrestleMania. I'm like, no, no, no. I'm going to be sitting in random venues and driving all over the place and in New Jersey and back and forth and all that sort of stuff. Uh, John, I know you did not mention pancakes and pile drivers. Did you uh, omit that uh, by mistake? Or? No, I'm good. I'm good. <laughs> <laughs> you, don't want, you don't want Sammy Callahan serving you pancakes? I don't know. No, I'm oh. very, I'm very good. To be, to be fair, I, I Pentagon. I think Pentagon and Phoenix are on that show, so that is a big draw for it's me. Just, it's not too bad. It's not as no. bad. It's not as bad as like a pancake. Compi- like you would assume that would be an absolute dirt war show, and it's not that bad. But. Yeah. Well for, well, for me, it's this weekend. This whole weekend is going to be more about the experience of like seeing people and promotions more so than the matches. I mean, obviously, I want great matches, but. Uh, a lot of the shows going to is more about just oh I'm seeing this guy for the first time or I'm seeing this promotion for the first time. So do you know do you know the weirdest shit I just thought of? I'm going to Japan two month in two months from now. I will I cannot see DDT or Stardom. <laughs> they're not running they're not running Tokyo like the entire time in Tokyo. And meanwhile, um, you know I'm going to see them in New York. It's very weird. That's unbelievable. Yeah, it's wrestling is wrestling is great when it all comes together. I mean, this is yeah, this is an incredible weekend in terms of. Uh, uh, the different uh, promotions coming like there's there's some downsides to this year of course with the american indies and stuff but i think the japan in general stepped up with new japan like the show we just talked about ddt coming over as you said stardom coming over and doing new good J- work new so. japan stepping up with uh new japan presents <laughs> new japan Pro. Pro. yeah <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah the rev pro show which is essentially just yeah just yeah. a road two show yeah basically yeah. Like, oh my god oh that's good stuff but uh yeah before uh we let sh- uh, you guys go uh john you want to give your plugs uh first Oh, did we do that to start? Yeah, you're gonna be back anyway. Oh, we're gonna okay. do a weird. We're gonna do a weird uh, like because then because then you're coming back, but we'll just do a weird. I'll, well, I'll the DT like, hey. the DT will go first. I think if you're doing this in the right uh, order, I have no order. The order, oh, okay. <laughs> order is so messed up. But I, that's, <laughs> okay, I should probably do that. But now that I've done that, I can't. Now that I've said this, I can't do that. So then we're gonna go out of order. So just at, just at give your wrestle, plug. At, at wrestle omikaze, um, wrestling does not fit, and don't forget it. <laughs> Um, it's, it's a great podcast that one guy who reviewed the voice of the wrestling network hated and one guy who reviewed it on, on our iTunes too. But then I asked my listeners to, you know, give us good reviews and they actually bumped that guy off. So there you thank go. you to my listeners, uh, Bob's who, mentality. Mentality's work, yeah. who for some reason enjoy this stupid show I do. So definitely listen to it. Oh, we're going to have, but this is going to go up on like Monday, right? Uh, somewhere early in the week. Yeah. I don't know. Monday or Tuesday. Unless something goes terribly wrong, the last Omikaze will be me and Kevin Kelly. So definitely check that out. That sounds really cool. That'll be up. Name drop. What a name drop. Name drops there, Kevin. That'll that'll be up when most of you are listening to this, hopefully, unless something goes terribly wrong. (laughs) And he's going to get an Omikaze ballot, right? He's gonna get an omakase. Oh I'm not. I am not bothering Kevin Kelly with omakase oh, about the way I'm the rest of you. I'm not sending him fifteen. Bucks. Here's the thing. You 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 think Kevin Kelly's like he's not like you were like oh I don't want to ask about hangouts. I'm like oh he's Kevin Kelly. Like let him go. He's fine. Like slide those DMs. Give him an omakase ballot. He'll probably talk about it on the air. Like oh <laughs> uh, you know Rocky will just big time and you know he's like oh Rocky uh, you should know that in the Wrestle Omakase Award. Like, <laughs> he did. Say, I mean my, my favorite thing ever was when he said. Wrestling Omikaze and Don Callis like 
said podcast it was very uh it was very funny so. that's what i mean so you got yeah no slide in those dms send him an omakase ballot he'll love it so uh and uh sean uh give your plugs uh, as well before we say goodbye all right i'm gonna plug my twitter again but then i'm also gonna plug some uh, different things that i didn't mention earlier uh but you can follow me on twitter at sacdor2994 uh now that all the uh racing stuff has started up again if you want to talk to me about that you can do that in addition to talking to me about wrestling or whatnot um something else i can plug uh, is that on the vow forums i have a neat little thread where i am talking about my uh extreme warfare revenge scenario yeah now we're talking uh wcw 1998 so if you want to check that out you can check that out on the vow forums and then lastly um i do have some tickets that i am looking to get rid of if you hear this before uh, you go to New York, uh, my WrestleCon ticket may not be available anymore. I think I might be able to sell that before this podcast drops. Uh, but I definitely, for sure, still have tickets to the uh, WWN Super Show on Friday and to Kaiju Big Battle. If you would like to go to Kaiju Big Battle, oh shit, I need right. to do that too. Actually, please go do that. Oh, three... now it's starting with ticket brokerage. Spot. <laughs> I have what are we three, doing here? Three tickets to WWN Super Show, second row. So, <laughs> like, I don't know how you're gonna get at me. Find a way, okay? Get well, at me. Yeah, Just reach us on Twitter. I really, I really want to sell these fucking tickets. I'll probably sell them for under face value to you at this point. Just if you want to go to this fucking show. Get out. We have tickets to get rid of. Please, please buy them from us. Listen to you guys. Look at you begging. Not, you know, you do, the value has decreased tremendously. On, on, <laughs> I you, bought just them be the begging. <laughs> just be I bought them before Star got announced. So I'm like, well, I'm not. Gonna yeah, yeah. We've gotten in that weird. Like, I, I, I have kaiju tickets, like front row kaiju tickets, and then like the Impact show is like pretty good. But I'm like, nah, man. I, I bought front row kaiju. I'm, I'm gonna be there. So see, I didn't uh, do that. I yeah, just so was they... like, fuck. I'm just gonna eat them. <laughs> yeah, that's fine. So, uh, if you want to. For for the Sean's Kaiju ticket, you can sit by me. I don't know. Are you in the front row, Sean? No, I, I am. Ah, well then, I'll wave three. to you from the front row of, of, of Kaiju <laughs> Big Battle. So, uh, anyway, guys, thank you so much for helping us come on here and uh, preview the G1 Supercard. Uh, John, we will talk very shortly after this. But uh, Sean, you have a good one, and I will. Uh, I'll see you WrestleMania weekend. Yeah, thank you. Have a good one. All right, and one last time before we get to the previews, I do want to let you know this episode, this multi-part series, is brought to you by our friends at ZipRecruiter. We thank them very much for the sponsorship. And again, as you know, hiring used to be hard. There used to be multiple job sites, stacks of resumes, confusing review processes. But today, hiring is easy, and you only have to go to one place to get it done, ZipRecruiter.com slash VOW. ZipRecruiter sends your job to 100 of the web's leading job boards, and they don't stop there. With their powerful matching technology, ZipRecruiter scans thousands of resumes to find people with the right experiences and invites them to imply to your job as the applications come in. ZipRecruiter analyzes each one and spotlights the top candidates so you never miss a great match. ZipRecruiter is so effective that 80% of employers who post on ZipRecruiter get a quality candidate through the site within the first day. Now, if you want to take advantage of that, you can do it for free right now at this exclusive address, ZipRecruiter.com slash VOW. That's ZipRecruiter.com slash VOW. Once again, one last time, ZipRecruiter.com slash VOW. ZipRecruiter, the smartest way to hire. And our WrestleMania weekend coverage continues. We welcome once again John Carroll. John, what's up? What's up? I don't have to do all my plugs. Again, I was going to say, I think, I think, 
you know, at judging Wrestle, by at Wrestle Omakase. Oh, there it is. So the host Just of Wrestle Omakase. Follow my Omikaze. fucking podcast. Yes, uh, interview with Kevin Kelly this week. So that's yeah. uh, that's a good little thing to, uh, to hopefully. There. <laughs> see, oh no, be, no, yeah. That that like, uh, if, if one more thing to go wrong on this entire preview podcast <laughs> where everything is wrong. Eight hours of everything being wrong. It's just absolutely perfect. There was and, no Kevin Kelly podcast. Yeah, Kevin Kelly's not there, and everyone's visas didn't get got denied. It's just absolute utter shit. But hey, listen to all eight hours of it. But anyway, we are talking about a show that I think everything is going to be good. I think it's going to be a good show, and I know a show that you're very excited about and people should be excited about as well. Um, one thing that was announced about the show, we're talking about DDT's uh, coming to America. I think the thing that was cool about this show when it first got announced is that we didn't know a whole lot. We kind of had some rough idea of people that were going to go, but when tickets went on sale, they went quick. Like there were a lot. I, I know I bought my tickets right away. I know you bought your tickets right away. I know a bunch of people that just said, I am, I'm giving faith that DDT is going to give me something good here. They're going to give me an authentic experience. So people bought tickets right away and they, got rewarded for what this card is because I think this is, and, and, and you're going to speak a little bit more to this and you did in your preview. Uh, it's up at voicewrestling.com. Like this is, wouldn't you say as authentic a DDT show as you're going to get in America? I mean, it, it, this is authentic for Japan, right? Like this yeah. is just, this I is mean, exactly what it needed to be. There is nobody booked on this show, you know, even the foreigners, like the, the foreign talent on here that has not worked a tour of DDT in Japan. So all the foreigners on here, you have Colt Cabana, Joey Ryan, Roy Sysex, uh, God, who the fuck's the other one? Jason Kincaid. Kincaid, yeah, yeah. Yeah, they've all worked. And first of all, that's not that many foreigners, but they've all worked for DET in Japan. So there's nobody on here that's just thrown in like, ah, oh, let's just get some more name bodies on the card. Oh, Ethan Page, that's the other one we forgot. He's also worked. Uh, famously thick-skinned Ethan Page. Definitely will be very happy that we forgot about. <laughs> yeah, but course. no, um, Yes, they've all they're all on this. All the guys on this card have worked for DT in the recent history, like in the last year, I think even. So you know, you're talking about guys that have all worked in DDT. So yeah, I mean, it's a very authentic card. I, you know, I mentioned this and you use this as the headline. It's in a lot of ways, it feels to me like a scaled down version of, you know, a major DDT card like a Judgment or a Peter Pan, because you know it's not going to go like uh, like th- those cards. People don't know because I'm assuming. A lot of people listening probably have not, probably don't follow DT that closely. Like a Peter Pan or Judgment, they go like six hours. <laughs> like they go very long if you count the pre-show. Obviously, that's not that can't be the case here because you know you have an eight o'clock to like eleven, eleven thirty, you know, time slot since you have Kaiju Big Battle going on after, and you have stuff going on before. So it had to be condensed. But other than shrinking it, it still feels like a bigger show, even like a Corican to me. And there's a few matches here that pretty much I think you would find on almost, you know, a lot of the major DDT shows that really make it, you know, feel like an authentic major show. So, you know, I think it's a it's a good experience for anyone who obviously can't afford to fly all the way to Japan to watch DDT. So absolutely, yeah. And 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 for people that might not know uh, about DDT, let's assume that a lot of people here listening have either just seen DDT through gifts or, or just seen like little clips here and there. What can they kind of expect from this show? What can they kind of expect from a normal standard DDT show? Which this is, and that's a great part about previewing this is like I feel like you're getting you're getting what you would normally get on a DDT, like you said, maybe just kind of a little bit of a minorly watered down. Uh, version of their big shows, but what can people expect if they uh, either are watching live uh, on Fight TV or the More Than Mania package, or if they're going there live, which uh, there is still, and as of way, this recording, still some tickets, but very few. Yeah, there's, there's like 20. There's like, so it's, it's doing by far the best of anything on the Dividium lineup. Like, so, I mean, it's probably the only one that's going to sell out. Um, I mean, maybe evolve. But the other thing I want to mention too, it, it's going to air on DT Universe as well, not just what you said. So anyone who's, who is subscribed to that, I, I don't know if it's going to be live or on delay, but they have said it will air on that. 
Oh, that's good. Yeah, um, good call. Yeah, good call on that. Um, but yeah, like if you've never watched ETA, I mean, the number one, um, you know, I, that thing people thing that people get wrong about DT if they've only seen it through gifts. Yes, there's a lot of comedy. Obviously, there's a, the blow up doll. The blow up doll isn't just gonna be here. The blow up doll has a right to challenge gauntlet, so that the blow up doll can cash in and challenge for the DDT world title. I'm, pumped. I'm so pumped. That could happen. I think that will happen. Actually, that could happen. But so there is a lot of comedy. But there's also like not everything in DDT is comedy. I remember I was talking to uh, the 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 dude who runs Dramatic DDT. Um, oh god, I shouldn't. I uh, Jamie, Jamie, right? Name. Jamie O'D. Considering I met the guy, I should know his name. But yes, Jamie, who runs Dramatic DDT, um, when we were talking about the the Muscle Show, which was like a you know all comedy show. He basically was like, "This is what non DDT fans think all of DDT is." <laughs> right, right. Because they think it's all comedy on a standard DDT show. Like you're going to get comedy. But you're also going to get like really good serious wrestling. Like the main events generally are not going to be comedy, you know, unless it's like some kind of special thing. They're going to be like a serious high level main event. Like the main event of this of this show is Konosuke Takashita against Daisuke Sasaki, which is a rematch of the same main event of the last Real Goku show, um, Judgment, in February. And I gave that match four and a half stars. I mean, it was an incredible main event. Um, so it's not going to be comedy at all. It's going to be a serious match at a very high level. So, you know, you're going to get both, basically, is what you should go into DET with. You know, there's going to be stuff there that's obviously comedy. There's going to be stuff there that's funny. Um, but there's also going to be plenty of really good serious wrestling. So, you know, if you're expecting, don't go in expecting, like, Kaiju Big Battle. That's that's later. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, there's serious wrestling here and serious wrestlers. So, you know, you're going to get, you get both on a DET show. Yeah, and you mentioned that main event. Uh, what's another match that we can look forward to being kind of more of the serious wrestling? And then we'll get to the comedy here in a bit, because like you said, there is quite a lot of comedy. But what's other than that main event uh, that you're looking at for uh, like real serious, you know, good wrestling matches? Okay, so the main event, obviously, I did mention that. Uh, Soma Takao and Tetsuya Endo against Yukio Sakaguchi and Masahiro Takanashi. That would just be a straight-up tag match. Um, I think, you know, Endo and Soma, like a lot of other, like a lot of Japanese promotions, DDT, you know, has a lot of units, a lot of stables. And, you know, Endo and Soma are like the from the heel stable, the heel stable damnation. Um, Endo does like, he's just like jaw dropping athletic ability. Like some of the dives that guy can do are just crazy. Um, like when this show was first announced, I figured he would be, um, you know, just wowing the New York crowd. I think that'll probably happen here. And then the other side, you know, Yukio, for people who like more of like, um, you know, like the grappling style, like you'll, if you like Hideki Suzuki, that type of wrestler, you will love Yukio Sakaguchi. Like he's very similar. He's like this tall, lanky guy who's just, you know, does all these like submission grappling stuff. You know, and, and, and he can like, you know, throw really good kicks too and stuff. So he's a, he's a really underrated dude. Um, so that'd be a really cool tag match. Um, I mean, a three-way tag probably won't also be a lot of comedy. That's, Hiroshima and Kashisada Higuchi, Akito and Ethan Page, and Shigehiro Irie and Jason the Gift Kincaid. That'll probably just be a straight up tag match. Um, going through the card here. The and the opener, Miyayama. Well, actually, I shouldn't say the opener because the, the order might change. Miyamashita and Maki Ito. Um, again, that will be pretty much a serious match. And that's in that's another example of how this feels authentic mm-hmm. because DDT has a lot of sub brands, which people not be aware of, might not be aware of. 
uh, they have Basara, which is like uh, Izami Kodaka's like little super indie offshoot. They have Gambare, which is like I don't know how to describe Gambare. Honestly, it's it's something. <laughs> they have Tokyo Joshi Pro, yes. which is uh, you know obviously a Joshi company. And these, you know, on the big DT show, you will have an offer match or or two even from these other brands. And here, you know, this is like your Tokyo Joshi Pro offer match. And you're just like Sasaki and Endo was or Sasaki and Takashita was just a big DDT main event. This was just the main event of Tokyo Joshi Pro's uh last Cork and Hall show on January 4th. So and it was an awesome match there too. So, you know, you're getting two main events basically on the right. show. One from DDT and one from Tokyo Joshi. And, you know, Maki Ito, she's the fired idol you can fight right now, which I think is like the best. <laughs> that's a great, yeah. That's a great. She was really an idol. Like, that's not, that's a shoot. And, you know, she was an idol singer and she decided to go into wrestling for some reason. And Miyu Yamashita is like, you know, one of these people that if you don't watch Tokyo Joshi, she's going to blow you away. I mean, just her striking, like she's called the pink striker and she, she will just kick her head off basically. And you'll see. You know, you're gonna you're really in for something special there, I think, with that one. So like that's probably the sleeper match of the entire card. Um, you know, whether it ends up being the opener or not, definitely, you know, don't sleep on that one. It'll probably be like that they had an awesome match of Corrigan, it'll probably be another really good one here. Uh, and then of course the comedy is is an aspect of DT. And I know some people are probably rolling their eyes, ah, comedy wrestling or whatever, but <laughs> for my money, and I, and I've always said this too, that like I don't uh, not all of DDC's comedy hits with me, but like of companies that do comedy wrestling they are among the best for me like i don't know if i understand all the jokes i probably understand maybe like 55 percent of the jokes but even the ones that don't land with me right away they do it in such a good way and they built up such a, a deserved reputation for doing good comedy what, what sort of the comedy stuff that we're going to get on the show that you think and and stuff that people can maybe look out for before you say before you get into that i want to mention because you you did a great you know you mentioned not getting all the comedy make sure if you're going to try to watch cdt after the show follow ddt english on twitter ddt english update it's like ddt pro underscore eng because that will help you so much for understanding all the jokes and the comedy and all the dialogue because he just he did i don't even know who this this dude is you know i never met him and I, I hope to meet him and if he's coming to new york city I, I don't think he's on the payroll even i think he's just a japanese guy who loves who's like bilingual and loves ddt but like he will do like live translations of you know, of the entire show, like as it's happening. And that will help so much for you to understand the jokes. Like even I, with my third grade level Japanese, he has helped me so greatly, like get everything immediately and understand what's going on. So, you know, that, that I can recommend. The other cool thing though, about this show, even if you don't use a translation Twitter account is I assume the jokes will be in English here. I would so, hope, yeah. <laughs> so you're going to get a lot more of the jokes, maybe, than you normally get on a normal uh, DDT show. So, the comedy matches. First of all, Don Chocodino and Antonio Honda against Joey Ryan and Royce Isaacs. Yeah. <laughs> this um, is the ones that don't land with me right here. <laughs> Ryan, Ryan obviously does his lollipop and his tight say That went viral here, so I feel like I don't really need, even need to talk about that. Yes, every, Royce, I think every, everybody listening to this would hopefully knows that. If you don't, just... Yeah, just be on Twitter fucking, for more than five minutes, and then you'll yeah. Yeah. right. You'll find Royce, it. <laughs> Royce Isaacs has was brought in as like Dino's gay foreign partner, which I don't think is true, but who who the fuck knows? I guess. Um, but his whole gimmick was having an extremely strong ass, so like he would they would put stuff in his butt and he would break it. So it was something. 
they hold his arm there and you break the people's arm so it's like he's facing his master basically he hasn't been around he hasn't been around in a while so in in ddt in japan i don't think in like six months or more uh the other team obviously dino um if you've ever put his name through uh the automatic translate <laughs> you'll pretty much figure out what he's about i think it comes off as like sodomy dino or something um <laughs> The the whole gimmick with him though, and this is why I actually think this could be funny. I mean, Dino Dino is very hit or miss. I totally get why people, you know, a lot of people can't stand him, and you know, the joke is what it is. You know, I I, I don't want to get into like the the social justice aspects of it. I, I get it. People who are offended by it, I'm not debating that. But I think the joke is like based on how D, what DET played up when they booked him. Like they when they announced him for this, he. You know, because they they basically gave everybody who finished a certain level in the uh, in the general election, which is a shoot general election, by the way, like uh, a shoot popularity contest. Like that's just all the DT fan, boy, fan base votes for their favorite wrestler, and they release the results. So Dino ha- basically had to be booked for this because they were booking X number of people who finished like I think like the top eight or something. So got like rewarded by getting to book on the getting to be booked on the American show. So when they announced it, the the joke was basically, "Can Dino really go to the U.S.? <laughs> like, will that fly in America?" So I think that's going to be the joke. Like, how far can Dino go in the U.S.? I think that'll be played as a joke. So that could be funny. I don't know. I mean, I could see potential for humor there. I guess we'll see. Um, his partner Antonio Honda, he normally tells us on the Fox story, which is a uh, you know, basically like this Japanese folklore thing. So I'm excited to hear. He did it in English once to when he faced the rat, the, the rascals when they were there, and it was really funny in English too. So I'm excited to hear him give another English going the Fox story. Um, the next comedy match is the Iron Man Heavy Metal White Title, the delayed entry Battle Royal. So basically a Royal Rumble. Um, if you don't know the Iron Man Heavy Metal Heavy Metal White Title, <laughs> imagine the Hardcore 24/7 Title. 19 years on, later yeah <laughs> on steroids we're, even more we are yeah. like on 1350 title reigns um this title has been held by like food it's been held by like furniture yeah ladders entire crowds have held this title <laughs> anything you can think of a so ring any, truck i think at one time yeah wanted, if I'm pretty much yeah. anything a monkey anything you can think of so it's going to be saki akai who's as we're speaking the current champion she could easily lose it uh, Makoto Oishi, Kazuki Hirata is the one that dances. Y- Yoshihiko is the blow-up doll. Uh, Kikitaro, everybody knows Kikitaro. New Japan Cup quarterfinalist Kokabana. And <laughs> oh right, yeah, like I can't believe that is an actual thing. Yeah, I forget that he was a, a quarterfinalist. Unbelievable. Kokabana could have been competing for the IWGP Heavyweight <laughs> Title and the Ironman Heavy Metal Weight Title. Night, yeah. And Mizuki Watase, who is like the joke with him is that he's not funny at all. Like he is the least con- like they put up these little like uh these these charts I don't know how to call them like this graph of like people's stats on the on the show now and for comedy he gets a zero so like that the joke is that he's not funny but he flew himself here to see Irie because you know he misses him because Irie left and there's also the mysterious X so we don't know who X is <laughs> uh, it could be I, I my prediction is zero because he just. Uh, Jiro Crucio, oh yeah, of course, yeah, yeah, because he he's been in DT a lot, and he's got a he's got a KOD title match against Takashita coming up uh, in like three days from when I'm recording this. 
So I don't think he's going to win that, by the way. But he does. He is. He's in DAT a lot, and they just announced. He just like he just announced he's taking bookings that weekend. So it would make a lot of sense if he shows up here. But who knows? It could be like Minoru Suzuki. Yeah, Minoru Suzuki. Be, who knows? Yeah, yeah Minoru Suzuki's been in DAT. I was so going to say be, it doesn't. It's uh, not out of the realm of possibility. <laughs> it could be. Uh, it could be. I mean, like a lot of people say Kenny Omega. I I doubt it, but who knows. Um, that would be pretty weird to fly and do this. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, but uh, but yeah, I mean, DDT, by the way, they've also stated that they, they, I forget what it was, like a press conference or something. They were like, yeah, so we might lose the Iron Man Heavy Metal White title America and never get it back. So that could be like a storyline. Like maybe they lose it to some random American or something. I don't know. Also Invader in America and they have to <laughs> yeah. come and grab it. Yeah, that's... Uh... Okay, I'm down. Yeah, it's it's bizarre. I mean, like basically in 2018 alone, I think there was something like like a hundred champions or something. Yeah. It is like you said, it is it is the 24 seven rule on steroids. It is even more ridiculous than than even that. And and I, I like it. I, I find the humor in that pretty good. That's like when DDT humor lands with me with the Iron Man title. I love the idea of inanimate objects. I just like yeah, that 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 is the stuff that lands with me for sure with them. There's one final comedy match, and this is the one that to me more than anything makes it feel like an authentic major DDT event. The Weapon Rumble in USA, Mal versus Shinshiro Takagi. Um, so if you've never seen, first of all, if you've never seen Mal, he he can best be described as like a next generation replacement for Kota Ibushi, who of course started out here. I mean, he's very much like him in that they're both very athletic. Uh, they're both pretty good looking. Uh, again, Mal is also very young now. I think he's only like 23. But like, he also just loves doing insane shit. Insane and stupid shit. Just like Coda loves doing insane and stupid shit. That is Mao to a T. I mean, his tagline is uh, fucked up wrestling for a fucked up world. So that really describes Mao perfectly. Um, and Takagi, of course, is one of the founders. I mean, he, he I don't know if Americans understand that he's doing like a Stone Cold Steve Austin. <laughs> yeah, it took me a while to kind of get it. But yeah, once once like it's obvious because he's got like the wrist tape and the and the tights and like he does the pose and stuff. It, yeah. it should be pretty obvious to most people. But yeah, if people don't know if they've never seen him, it, it'll be obvious pretty quickly after you watch it. So um, but yeah, and like they he's always been willing to do crazy shit. And they they had an awesome feud last year, um, including a weapon rumble at Rico Peter Pan in October. So now it reunites in America with our own rep and rumble. And, you know, if you don't understand the match format, it's very simple. They're in a regular hardcore match, pretty much like any other hardcore match, except it's just the two of them, one-on-one. And there will be a buzzer that will go off, but what comes into the ring is a weapon. And it's always a weapon for one of the two guys. So, like, one weapon will be for Mal, and the next weapon will be for Takagi. But, of course, like, if they drop it, the other guy can use it. Um... The joke, what becomes increasingly funny, is the weapons will become more and more bizarre and unweapon-like. Um, and that's another thing I'm looking forward to having them in English, where sometimes these weapons are so fucking crazy, it's not even um, immediately immediately obvious what they are unless you have someone to tell you. Like, from the last one, one of the weapons was Mal's cell phone number. Like, his shoot cell phone <laughs> number was, like, Takagi encouraging people to call it and text him and like all this shit uh another weapon was two wrestlers kendo kashin and i don't remember the other one having another match simultaneously um another weapon was takagi's wife and daughter to be used by his opponent so yeah this is like this is something you will never forget for me if you're if you're there live especially like i was at the uh peter pan 2017 which had takagi and down chukadino in this type of match and yeah it's really incredible just i don't know it's really, really quite the amazing match. 
So if you're attending that one, I think you're gonna, I think you're going to really enjoy that one. Yeah, and, and again, the Weapon Rumble, like I said, like the, the Dino stuff, yeah, it doesn't really quite land with me, but the Weapon Rumble absolutely does uh, as well. It's another thing that, like, yeah, the, the comedy is like as you said in, in in the stuff that comes out and the weapons that these people quote weapons they have to use or whatnot. So yeah, I'm, I'm really looking forward to this. And like I said, this is one of the first tickets that I bought when when WrestleMania weekend got announced, and and the second the show got announced, I was like, yep, I, I got to be there because this is something that like I feel like I don't have another chance to see unless I go to Japan and and uh, at some point maybe. I will do so, but uh, like as you alluded to in our when we were talking about uh, New Japan and ROH, like you're going to Japan, but you're not going to see DDT. You're gonna yeah, come to, you know, DDT instead comes to New York for you. It's, it's just uh, it's incredible. But yeah, the reason I bought that ticket is because I, I wanted this experience. I did not want you know uh, Takashita versus Ethan Page. You, you know what I mean? Like even though Ethan Page, you know, I, I mentioned Ethan Page out of nowhere, but he's actually on the show, so that's that's actually yeah, not the right one. But like in a three-way tag, but, right? You know, but like, like Takashita versus insert American indie guy, whoever, Kobe Durst. You know what I mean? Like just some random collection of like, hey, here's DDT guys against like guys from America. I didn't want that. I wanted this. I wanted like even if even if the show, even, even if there's other shows that maybe have better matches on them maybe there's other shows that have more four-star matches in them or matches the weekends or whatever the reason i bought this ticket was the idea that hey i might see something good like you said that main event with sasaki and and, and takashita has all the rights all the chances to be very very good we talked about it uh joe and i reviewed it on the flagship even even a few weeks ago or, or back in february when it when it happened but like that i was going to get an authentic ddt experience and i was going to go and get everything that i could it's just that yeah like you said that unique experience that thing that you're you could only get from DDT and they really delivered this so I give them all the credit in the world I think of all the the shows this entire weekend I say this one you know there's a few others but I think this one really I mean there's companies that are out there saying oh we're doing the authentic experience yada 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 frozen authentic new Japan show yeah exactly an authentic <laughs> road to <laughs> yeah, authentic road to show but this one is like as like exactly like in your head, if you were going to book a DDT show in America, like this is what it would look like. You know what I mean? All the hits, all the stuff that people want to see, all the guys that people want to see, they just nail it. And, and I, I have to give them a ton of credit for just doing their thing and not really caring what other people do or, or caring how other companies are going about this weekend. Like they're running this weekend, how they want to run it, the way that they should run it. And I wish more companies would do this. So I want to mention two other things real quick too. First of all, the DDT roster is so gigantic that they are actually running another show on April 4th, 2019, back in Japan in Tokyo at Shinkiba First Ring, called I Do Not Want to Admit That I Can't Go to America 2019, <laughs> which is like my favorite fucking Again, thing. Again, that's how awesome they are. They're just, they, they nail comedy so well. Like, yeah, yeah that stuff's incredible. It, the entire, like, the, the, the concept of the show is a joke. They are putting on a show just for a joke, basically. So I love them. Um, and the other, the other thing I wanted to mention, too, is I, I alluded to this earlier with Yoshihiko, but do not leave the moment Takashita pins Daisuke Sasaki, which is, I assume, what's going to happen in that main event. There are three Anytime Anywhere gauntlets, uh, right to challenge Anytime Anywhere gauntlets out there right now. Um, if people don't know what those are, those are basically like very similar to Money in the Bank in WWE, except... You can always lose it if you get pinned in any type of match. So the holders right now are Tetsuya Endo, Kota Ameda, and Yoshihiko, the blow-up doll. Um, if any of them get pinned between us recording this and New York, and there are still a few shows left, even if it's a tag match, any kind of match, they would lose the gauntlet to whoever, whoever pinned them. Um, but as of now, Endo and Yoshihiko, they both have gauntlets. They're both booked on the show. Meta does not is not booked on the show, but Endo and Yoshiko are both on the show and they both have gauntlets. So I think someone's going to cash in on Takashita after the show's o- after this match is over. Um, it just makes a lot of sense to me, like to have a title match in New York and just to give like. 
the fans that moment of like, whoa. So I think it's going to be Yoshihiko because it'd be really funny. And, you know, they probably know that that the, the inflatable sex doll has gone viral in the U.S. a bunch of times. So I could be overthinking this, but I really think we're going to see a Yoshiko cash in at the end of this show. So well, that's a good tip. Cause I know a lot of people will probably be bouncing after this to go to some other show or whatnot. I'm, I'm sticking around for Kaiju. So uh, I'm good. <laughs> like I don't have to go anywhere. Uh, and I'm excited to see how many DDT guys pop up on that Kaiju show, which I, I imagine uh, a few might find their way onto that show. It seems, it seems fitting. And I, I, I can't imagine it's a complete coincidence that DDT is leading into uh, to Kaiju, but we'll see. Uh, how that goes but uh john we already kind of went through your schedule and we have all that stuff so uh, i'll just yeah maybe close out with just a little bit about this ddt show like what you know your last kind of call for people that maybe are on the fence about you know ticket wise if you know as you said there's a few left as we're recording this but also you know if they're sitting at home with their live streams and and there's other shows you could watch there's uh boner jam four balls out i mean real <laughs> real tough competition here <laughs> well, it's against the, it's against the wrestlecon super show which is like it is only... no and, and actually yeah. seriously against the wrestlecon super show which uh could be good maybe i don't know we'll that's see. like the only thing i really regret um well maybe not go oh, who the fuck knows? yeah we'll see <laughs> originally that's the only thing i really regretted missing this weekend but uh well maybe that in red pro actually but yeah um as far as like what i would tell you i i would just say it's a great introduction to the since you're going to get all the jokes in english for what for the you know the only time basically so i think it's a great introduction for the comedy side you'll actually know what's going on there and i think it's a great introduction for the serious side you know you're getting two major main events in the show from uh, a, a sumo hall show and from a big tokyo joshi pro show and i think it's a really great way to like stick your foot in the waters if you want to so you know and i you know i i will always tell you that like DT is if not if not my favorite promotion definitely one of it's always up there for me it's just such a great promotion uh such an enjoyable watch so i would definitely encourage anyone listening to give it a shot here and see if you like it and you DT universe is like less than nine bucks a month so. yeah very very accessible uh yeah. as well these days so yeah if you like if you like what you see you're, you're getting again you're getting the exact thing that you're going to probably get a lot of times in japan so it's uh and i want to nice... mention too it's yeah a, go ahead because i know a lot of people might know if like bjw core like that's a bad service or whatever dt universe is a great service like everything goes up there everything goes up right away uh, they air so many shows live. I mean, they air they are more shows live than I can even keep up with. So between them and all the sub brands, they just air so many like house shows and stuff live. But definitely all the Corkins, the monthly Corkins, all the major shows. So it's definitely worth your eight dollars if you like this show. Absolutely. All right. Before we go, it's been a while since you gave your plugs. So uh, before we say goodbye, I give your plugs once more, and then uh, then we'll we'll finally bid adieu to you. <laughs> You've been on the two different segments now, but now we're done with you. Now we've had enough. But uh, anyway, yeah, just uh, give your final plugs, and then uh, we'll, we'll say goodbye. So wrestling omakase. Uh, that's my podcast every week. You can follow us on Twitter at wrestle omakase. Seems good to mention. Like we're one of the very few podcasts that actually covers DDT very regularly. So. If you liked, if you want to follow along with DDT, if you like this show, you know, if you watch the show and like it, we're all, we always cover the monthly Corican. We always cover the major shows. So you're going to get at least one DDT show a month generally. So definitely we're, we're a place you can turn for some DDT co audio coverage. 
that's good stuff. And then, of course, uh, I, I should mention, if you're listening to this, we also have our previews up at voiceofwrestling.com, and, and, and your preview on DDT Pro is awesome. It's gotten rave reviews because it is it is half beginner's guide like this podcast kind of was as well, as well as, you know, an actual preview for the show, too. So I think it's pretty useful, again, if, if people are kind of diving into DDT for the first time. And, and I'm somebody who, you know, watch DDT from time to time, but I still need a little bit of primer. So I know that that's helped out a bunch. And I know this podcast has helped out a bunch, too. And now I'm even more excited uh, to go to the show. That's uh, 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 Yeah, and as we said, it's up against WrestleCon. I've been doing this a a little telltale people you know what it's it's up against it's also uh the uh mlw rise of the renegades tv taping it's up against too so uh so not and also also a matter if mlw of pay if mlw pays <laughs> well yeah that, that that could be a thing <laughs> uh and then nywc a matter of pride is also at, at uh around the same time as well so a bunch of shows going on but uh afterwards obviously dd pro uh, ddt is is going to be from the boom and then after that uh you have kaiju big battle following up right after that so uh pretty good night but yeah also of course as i said a uh, live stream available on fight tv also, the more the Mania package, and then as you mentioned, DT Universe as well, and also a few tickets still available. So I uh, don't know how long that will be the case. And as I'm saying this, that might not be the case anymore. But uh, if you have a hankering to go, there are still some tickets available, so you can sell the boy out, and then uh, we're good. So John, I want to thank you very, very much for coming on here and helping us preview uh, DT. Thanks for having me. I had a great time as always. All right, and we are finally here, the end of our massive WrestleMania weekend preview audio, and there's nobody better to close this out than Jack Beckman. Jack, how's it going? Uh, I'm going very well. I woke up about an hour ago, as I told you pre-recording, and I'm ready to talk um, the most perverted shows of the weekend. Yeah, we got some hog. We got a penis party. Those are separate shows, believe it or not. We also have a mm-hmm. pizza party, uh, and then we have WrestleMania as well, this little show uh, going out at the MetLife Stadium uh, called WrestleMania. So, uh, yeah, this is going to be, yeah, we got hog. We got some penises. We got some pizzas. And then we got an insanely long WrestleMania show as well, some access shows that we're going to talk about here uh, to close this off. Jack, before we get into uh, Pizza Party Wrestling, which will be the first one, uh, we talk about uh, get some plugs out of the way where uh, people can follow you, where they can read some of your work and uh, anything else you want to uh, let the people know about. So I don't, I don't write much, but if when I do write, you can find it on Voices of Wrestling and you can follow me on Twitter at Packerman120, even though I don't tweet much. If you want to do that, if you want to follow me for some reason, feel free to do so at Packerman120. What a sales job there. I don't write. I, <laughs> I don't, don't do anything. Don't I don't write anything. I don't tweet. Just don't follow me. Don't read anything. But uh, no, that's a good stuff there. But uh, you do write sometimes. Hey, you write some New Japan reviews yeah, here and there. I'll, so, I'll yeah, get into I'll, G1 season is my, is my shining sword. Yeah, that's that's where you shine. Because, yeah, you're, you're you're one of them that has time. You know, you stay up late and go to bed oh, early yeah. and hey, all that sort of stuff. So uh, you're, you're perfect for that. But, yeah, let's kick this off here. Uh, with the uh, actually the first show of WrestleMania weekend uh, or the WrestleMania week as we can almost kind of tell it now is uh, Wednesday April third seven p.m. Pizza Party Wrestling from the Phil Sheridan Building in Ridgefield Park, New Jersey. Uh, we have a preview right now up uh, at VoicesWrestling.com if you want to check that out. Um, some of the matches here, and then we'll kind of break this down a little bit. Russell K. Best versus Matt Vertigo versus Zachy Strutz versus Champagne Douglas versus Everett Cross versus Van Valley. Faye Jackson versus Brad Rush. T-Flex versus Tony Deppin. In East London Street Fight, Sam Jude, Rory Gulak, and KTB, Kyle the Beast. Uh, elimination Tag Team Match, The Ugly Duckings versus Sass and Fury versus The Stepdads versus The Atlantic City Scoundrels. An elimination, oh, that's the elimination tag match. A 60-second Ironman match between Dick Justice and Connie, Johnny Cockstrong. So there we go. We get some Dick references in there here, too, even at the pizza party. Um, which, shockingly, when I first put the, uh, when we were putting the cards up at Voice of Wrestling, I put 60-minute Ironman match, which had a lot of people go, oh, my God, there's no way they're doing a Dick Justice, Johnny Cockstrong 60-minute Ironman match. And I had to correct it. No, indeed, it is only 60 seconds. But Thankfully, probably, they're not yes, doing that. That's a much better idea with those two wrestlers. Uh, Ophidian versus Pizza Cats. 
Uh, we have a match that is 10 years in the making. We'll talk about that because we're not quite sure why it's 10 years in the making. Maybe people listening know, but we don't. Uh, Robbie Eagles versus Alex Zane. Uh, and then a first-time ever match, Daniel Makabe versus Fred Yehai is going to be our main event of Pizza Party Wrestling. Um, as a note on the ticket site, so if you're coming to WrestleMania weekend, uh, the show isn't exactly kid-friendly. So don't let the uh, all the pizza <laughs> steer you. Of All the branding is in pizzas and all the th- color. There's bright colors and all the everything looks fun and happy and joyful. But they are saying the show isn't exactly kid-friendly, which I don't know what that means. I don't know if that means. I mean, you either say it's not kid-friendly or it is kid-friendly. I don't know what isn't exactly kid-friendly. Means. Yeah, I, mean, I guess I that would be look at the match that isn't kid-friendly, but right, right, right. The Dick Justin. But I mean, I suppose you could just lie to your kid. I mean, it's only sixty seconds. You can go pretty quick. Right, but, right. Uh, <laughs> uh, yeah. Uh, as far as Pizza Party Wrestling, like, what, what do you make of the show, and 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 what are your thoughts on on this? You know, sort of kicking off uh, WrestleMania week. It's a really interesting show out in the middle of nowhere in New Jersey because. You look at the card and then you see stuff like this Russell K. Best and Matt Vertigo match and Faye Jackson versus Brad Rush. And you think, oh, this is just another one of those bad shindy shows that are riding the coattails. But then you see legitimately good matches featuring like Daniel Makabe and Fred Yehai, which I think is a great style matchup. and It's going to produce a great match. And then you have talents like KTB, who I think is good, and like Robbie Eagles. And there's like talent on this show. And it's an interesting show to kick off WrestleMania weekend. And if if I were going and I had a way to get there, this would be a show I would check out. It does cost $30, I would like to note, which is a lot for a show featuring Johnny Cockstrong. But otherwise, I think it's probably like the mid-tier of shows WrestleMania weekend with the main event really helping it out. I agree. I mean that that is a match that is definitely going to be. I mean, especially with those two guys and their styles, and they seem like you know they they're they're promoting it as a first time ever match, and 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 sometimes we kind of laugh at that because it's just like you know first time ever is just like a match that nobody would have ever booked in in a million years. No, I guess the first time ever so that Brian Cage is going to be facing you know Johnny Cockstrong. It's like yeah, who, of course, who cares? Of course, the first time ever because nobody else would want to book that. But this is a match that truly like when you say first time ever in terms of the styles, Fred Yehai known for sort of the, uh, the the grappling style and 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 sort of coming up, and people probably remember him mostly from Evolve and and stuff like that. And, and, and Daniel Makabe, if you've never seen him before, too, very similar in that sense. Very technical wrestler, very kind of grapple, mat-based or whatever. So this this combination of the two is is, is awesome. And it's a really great idea to put that, those two uh, together. And like you said, it, it it's a little bit of a pricey show at $30. But all told, it's it's not too bad. It's pretty fun. And, and it's not really up against a ton, too. So if you're getting in on, on Wednesday, you know, you have the, the Women Crush Wednesday um show at battle club pro that's at 7 30 then you have the wrestle pro show at eight all these are taking place like pretty not that close i mean i think uh, the battle club pro one is going on in brooklyn so that's like the only one that's really in the epicenter and then this one's in like as i said ridgefield park new jersey and then uh wrestle pro is out in rawway new jersey so they're, they're all kind of out there and i guess they're half appealing to like kind of the local audiences and then half appealing to whoever comes in early and you're just really dying to get wrestling you know right out of the gates there also upwa i should say they're running in wayne yeah don't forget uh, them that's actually a fun show yeah i, I, I cannot forget them yeah they the very odd like new, new north carolina based indie that has decided to run new jersey uh for this weekend but yeah so there's a little bit of competition on that wednesday but of all those like this is one that that, that definitely if i was in the area i would try to make it out too because it, it, it's got some fun stuff in it and it, it there's pizza so but, mm-hmm. but we but mm-hmm. here's the here's the thing though and this is why we put you on this beat because i think you of all people are, are, are well prepared uh for this as a as a young man who can still uh I assume still can take down a, a pizza pretty easily. Absolutely. Um, <laughs> what, what's the deal with the pizza here? You have done extensive research. What type of pizza are we getting here? What what what's the potential for pizza? Are we getting free pizza? What what is the deal 
with it because you can't say pizza party pancakes and pile drivers you get pancakes you know what i mean like you don't go to pancakes and pile drivers and there's not pancakes there's pancakes pizza party wrestling is going to have some goddamn pizza right so if you look at the event bright parade i'm pretty sure they mentioned that you could kick off your wrestlemania weekend with some pizza and some wrestling so that leads me to believe that the pizza is going to be provided now this is new jersey so that means there's a lot of Italians around and a lot of Italian pizza restaurants. So if you look in a two-minute radius or so, there's two places. You have Dante's, which is a very good name, but not in the top five names. We'll get to and then there's a little yeah. local pizza joint called Domino's Pizza. Ah, hmm. Um, from what I understand, it's very cheap, and it's right <laughs> down the road. Yeah. So they have package deals. The more pizzas you buy, the cheaper they get at, at excruciating uh-huh. to the point where if you get if you get like forty of them, they're like a dollar a piece or whatever. So yeah, because Domino's is trash and they yeah, should pay you to take it. I agree. But for pizza party wrestling, I can't think of many better places. Oh no! Now there's also some very Italian names in the vicinity. We have Angelo's Pizzeria. We have Little Italy Pizzeria. We have Ralfo's Pizza, which is my personal favorite. <laughs> you go with Ralfo's? Yeah, I like Ralfo's. I worked at an Angelo's, so I, I, I'm a little biased uh, to the Angelo's, but uh, yeah, go ahead. And we got Sarge's Boulevard Pizza, <laughs> Zio's Pizza, Papa's Pizzeria, and uh, let's just go two more here. We got Mr. Bruno's Pizzeria. I, I, Mr. I like Mr. Bruno's a lot. That's a solid one here. I got I got a few, too, that I, I'll, I'll touch and on. And then uh, last one I'll say is Piazza di Pizza. That is a good one. I also oh, found Corleone's Pizza. Corleone's Pizza, Ooh. not far away. If you expand the radius a little bit, you, you had Zio's, which you mentioned. You have Corleone's Pizza. Uh, you got Palermo's. You got Adrian's Jersey Pizza. Oh, yeah. Uh, which sounds awesome. Uh, you said Dante's. I like Dante's. The ratings aren't great on Dante's, though, but that, that's all right. Um, we got Donna Pizza. Just Donna Pizza. That's all it says. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Hasbrook Heights Pizzeria, which sounds pretty good. Uh <laughs> I'm still in on Mr. Bruno's. Mr. Bruno's has not very good reviews, but I'm into Mr. Bruno's. Uh, Neil's Sarge's Boulevard Pizza is there, too. Wise Guys Pizzeria and Restaurant. So uh, plenty of options, but unfortunately, yeah, I think you're – I think you might be right that – I just found a place called Urban Tomato. Ah, okay. There we go. That's an interesting one. I found a second Dante's, too. (laughs) Unrelated, or are they like – Yes, they're – They're unrelated Dante's? Oh, my God. Two different – Dante's pizzas. Oh my god. Um, I don't wow. know. I don't. I don't know what to believe. I mean, the the problem is, and as you mentioned, which I'm, I'm glad we've now steered this just to straight pizza talk, which is what mm-hmm. we've always wanted to do on this website is just talk about pizza. Finally, it's much, more, much more interesting. But um, it's gonna be Domino's, right, man? Like, cause yeah. you're trying to feed an entire like Domino's. you go to Mr. Bruno's. I mean, ten pizzas for Mr. Bruno's. I mean, is that going to be enough to fill the needs of everybody at this pizza party wrestling? Or are you going to need to get 30, 40 pizzas? At that point, at Dante's, at either of the Dante's locations, at, at Mr. Bruno's, eh, I mean, th- that's getting a pretty penny here. I mean, these these you know, the show's probably not making all that much money, whereas Domino's, the commercials say it. Like, you buy three, and it's like $10 for three pizzas. You're like, what the hell? Like, why? They'll just give you pizzas. Like you said, you walk in, and they just hand you 15 extra pizzas. You're like, all right, whatever, I'll take them. It's going to be Domino's, right? I mean, I, I wish they would clarify this. I'm looking on Twitter right now to see if they have clarified it. People don't seem to be asking about it either, which that would be my first thing. If I bought a ticket, what type of pizza am I getting here? Because exactly. and, and that's like, and as you said too, it can't just be, oh, we're going to have pizza that you can buy because that's any wrestling show. Then any wrestling show by proxy becomes a pizza party wrestling show. Mm-hmm. You, you know, there's some moldy, random, like heat lamp pizza somewhere at every wrestling show. 
so this has to be it has to be part of the the, the thing is that you get pizza the problem though if it's Domino's, does that does that ruin the pizza party for you jack would you still uh, enjoy this show knowing that you have to because you're still going to eat it, right? And that's the thing, too. With Do- like, you know yeah. that when you go to Pizza Party Wrestling, you know that Domino's stinks. You know you don't want the Domino's. You're going to sit down. You're going to smell that Domino's. The guy next to you is going to have Domino's. You're going to go, God damn it. I got to get me some Domino's. You're going to regret it. You're going to regret it the rest of the night and maybe the entire weekend. But you're going to do it. And 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 that's the problem. Is that going to hinder your enjoyment of Pizza Party Wrestling? Um, I can't. It would it would hinder my enjoyment a little, especially considering uh, I'm paying $30, which hopefully would go to maybe one of these fine Italian restaurants it would probably hinder my enjoyment just a, a tiny bit. Also, I think we can't discount the possibility that it's just frozen pizza that they're going to cook out in the back of the venue. Oh, oh, my God. Hold on. Hold on. Update. Oh, okay. We, everything must change. The pizza, this pizza party wrestling, March 26th. I apologize for not knowing this, oh, but no. I'm glad we found this out right now. All right. Okay. Are you ready? Yeah, I'm ready. Pizza party wrestling responded to, uh, to a tweet and said, pizza is from Dante's, local to Ridgefield wow. Park. No okay. real cap on how much pizza you can eat, I suppose. It's not included, but it's not going to cost you an arm and a leg for a few slices. Okay, oh. so that changes everything. So the pizza is going to be from Dante's. That's a positive. Mm-hmm. The uh, the Ridgefield Park Dante's, apparently, is in, in case... Uh, yep, it's a, minute, it's a minute away from the venue. Okay, oh, nice and easy. So that's good. I mean, I'll, I'll give them thumbs up for that. The problem, though, is it will not be included, but they yeah. say it will not cost you an arm and a leg for a slice. So are we talking dollar slices? Or what, what's the price that you're – because what, what what would your kind of price be? Because now that you know that, okay, you're paying $30 yeah. to go to this pizza party wrestling. There, there is just pizza to purchase, hopefully at a, at a lower price because you've advertised uh-huh. yourself for pizza party wrestling. What, what are you paying for a slice of uh, of Dante's? Okay, so I'm on the website right now, which is Dante's Pizzeria Restaurant.com. <laughs> the greatest preview we've ever done. Go and <laughs> I gotta be honest, it looks pretty solid. Although, considering I'm paying $30 for entry, I'm not getting at least one slice of pie for free. I maybe one or two dollars a slice, I think, would be reasonable. Okay. Like, I'm gonna need at least two slices to get me through Dick Justice and Johnny Cockstrong. <laughs> Even though it's an only 60 second match, I'm gonna need two pieces at least. But yeah, I mean, this place—it's uh, got good reviews, from what I can tell. So, I'm um, honestly props to the Pizza Party Wrestling organizers for not going with the Dominoes, because like, I was like 99% sure it was going to be Dominoes. Yeah, so, I was yeah. too. I, I'm glad we could correct that now during this uh, this preview, so that people mm-hmm. now know that if they if they're going to go, uh, they have the ability to eat Dante's Pizza at Pizza Party Wrestling. Yeah. But uh, mm-hmm. not provided though, because um, the initial question was, uh, talk me into going uh, to not going to Murder Mania. Uh, is pizza included with my ticket? How much pizza can I get? Where is the pizza from? The important questions they were answered. And it said, uh-huh. no cap on how much pizza you can eat. So you can you can purchase as oh. much pizza as they, yeah. they want. Okay, okay. Uh, which is, I, and I guess that's a good reason to pick Dante's because it's close by. So if they need to yeah. call in like the reserves, you know, Dante can get him a slice, you know, get him some pie there real quick oh, yeah. uh, to, to make up for it. So you, you will have to pay for the pizza, uh, but they say not an arm and a leg. So I don't know what that's going to be. Hopefully dollar, hopefully $2. Uh, and then I feel like you can truly have a pizza party because if it's like five bucks, like yeah. you know, half the people in the audience are not going to have a pizza party. They're 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 just gonna you know. Mm-hmm. Wow. So there we go. So we got that out, out of the way. Costs. So very excited to find out how much it costs. To pizza. <laughs> I That's the can... number one thing I'm interested about. In yeah. The show. Is, is price uh, price wise, but uh, as far as matches, I mean, we talked about the Daniel Mockaway, Freddie A. High. Anything else that uh, that that jumps out at you for this uh, pizza party wrestling that you're you're really looking forward to? So I know we kind of made fun of it in the intro a little bit, but uh, 10 years in the making, Robbie Eagles versus Alex Day, and 
that could be a sleeper match because Robbie Eagles, uh, for those who don't know, Australian, had some matches with Will Ospreay last year in Australia that were really good. And Alex Zane, I don't know too much about him. I believe he had a 3-2-1 battle title match in Washington with Daniel Makabe last year. And from reading the preview on VoicesOfWrestling.com written by Andy Labar, he says that this is a sleeper match and it could be appealing to those who like the flips. And what can I say? I like flips. I'm, I'm so, a flip man myself. So, yeah, that, that sounds... to this. Yeah, it definitely sounds good. I've seen Zane a few times. Like you said, yeah, he wasn't at three, two, one, uh, and and if I've watched a few clips of him and stuff, and he is a uh, a young high flyer or whatever. So that'll be I, I I and I think he understands Robbie Eagles too. And and I know I was looking at some of his, his tweets, and he's definitely uh, he's definitely excited about facing Robbie Eagles. So you know he's going to give full effort. Robbie Eagles always does as well. So yeah, that match could be really good. Um, and that those are the two matches that I really look at. Like a lot of this other stuff, like your Ophidian Pizza Cat, like that's going to kind of be a you know a joke sort of match or yeah. the East London street fight will probably be pretty good. I mean, that might be where, where you get a little bit of a brawl uh, and whatnot. Uh, T flex versus Tony Deppin actually has a chance to be pretty solid as well. I mean, ultimately like a lot of the stuff here has, I mean, there is your comedy. Of course, there's your, your, your Dick justice, your Johnny Cox strong or whatnot. Uh, and even to an extent, the elimination tag match has some of its comedy aspects to it, but ultimately there's like three or four matches there that are going to be pretty damn good. And w- when you stack it up against some of the other shows uh, that are on that Wednesday time slot, which is, you know, obviously the battle club pro, which is, is going to be an all women's show. Uh, and then Russell pro, which is going, you know, that's their does funny equal money, which is pretty much an entire comedy show uh, from Russell pro. And then the UPWA show, I mean, of, of, in terms of like straight up wrestling matches, this one might be the best wrestling show uh, of, of those four in, in terms of like matches that could really at the end of the weekend be like, Hey, that's one of the best matches I saw all weekend. So yeah, yeah I, I'm certainly I'm really better than murder mania as well. Yes. Yeah. Murder mania, which by the way, like we, we didn't do a previews of uh, murder mania in this, but uh, it's essentially just like half concert, half, like no ring death match things so yeah. um yeah i i didn't feel like we had a need to really preview those because i don't i don't know i mean who knows no, I, uh, like most people go in there by, don't care about wrestling probably so it's run by like that casanova valentine and for those who are interested uh vice actually did a documentary on it and it's on youtube i think that i watched it, it was fairly interesting but uh yeah it's gonna suck so that is Pizza Party Wrestling, 7 p.m. Wednesday, April 3rd. There we have thankfully cracked the code. You're gonna get Dante's pizza, but you gotta pay for it. So uh hurts a little bit, but you know, yeah. still a pretty still a pretty decent card. But uh let's move on now to Friday, April 5th, and the next show we're gonna talk about Joey Ryan's penis party going on at 805 from the New York, the New York City Hilton Midtown in New York. It is going up against Joey Janela's Spring Break Part One, MLW Battle Riot 2. And NXT TakeOver, which is a hell of a lineup to go against. But uh, here's Joey Ryan's penis party. We'll touch on it uh, here in a bit. You have Taya Valkyrie and John Morrison versus Pentagon and Phoenix. David Arquette versus Timothy Thatcher. Dan Barry versus Bill Carr. Puma King versus Black Taurus versus Mr. Iguana versus Sharkboy versus Green Ant. Matt Stryker. Yes, that Matt Stryker and Chucky e. T, uh, as well as Trent Beretta against Mike Babchick, Tommy Dreamer, and Colt Cabana. Rosemary and Alley versus Holiday and Thunder Rosa. And then... Your presumed main event, Joey Ryan, Val Venus, and Sexy Eddie versus Session Moth Martina, Priscilla Kelly, and Scarlett Bordeaux. Uh, Jack, what the hell is Joey Ryan's penis party? What the hell is going on here? So before I get into it, I want to shame you for not mentioning FTW Sacred Heart Slam Forever as part of the competition to the show. Oh, I'm so sorry. Yes, right. Of course. With no talent confirmed and no matches confirmed. <laughs> and it's out in the middle of nowhere, too, right? It's 
Glendale, New York. <laughs> yeah. Oh my God. FTW wrestling. Yeah. Sorry. Sorry. Uh, <laughs> Sacred Heart Slam Forever from the Sacred Heart Catholic Academy in Glendale, uh, New York. Also at 8 p.m. against Takeover, <laughs> Battle Riots, Spring Break, and the Penis Party. I mean, you could not have. You literally could not have found a worse. I think you, if they ran during WrestleMania, they would have a better chance. They found literally the absolute worst time to run this show when there's one major show, you know, NXT, you know, the the biggest indie show, the kind of the maybe second or third sort of biggest indie show, and then also like Venus Parties right there. And with, oh my, you idiots, you morons. Look at the schedule oh, two seconds. But anyway. All right, so this card. So there's a couple interesting matches out here. Uh, my, my favorite and most anticipated match as someone who loved David Arquette versus Nick Gage, is David Arquette versus Timothy Thatcher, which is going to be a spectacle no matter how you put it. And hopefully Arquette doesn't shoot on Thatcher like he shot on Gage, but you can't rule anything out. So you got the a five-way between Puma King, Black Taurus, Mr. Iguana, Shark Boy, and Green Ant. That should be fun. That was awesome. Lips, Black Taurus rules. He's going to break out this weekend. Mr. Iguana, I don't know much about him. I think he's a Lucha guy, but it's a great name, so I'll root for him there. And then, yeah. So, and then the other two, we got Rosemary and Allie, who is now dead. So that's a... We resurrected this weekend, apparently. Because, yeah, she she died. She literally died on on Impact. Literally died. She got stabbed, I want to say. I didn't watch the segment. (laughs) You need to watch. You, You don't need to watch it. Oh, I need you to watch do. It. You kind of do. I feel like every wrestling fan should because it is perhaps the worst thing that's ever appeared on a wrestling TV show. And that, that is saying a lot. Watch it. That is saying a lot, but it is it is one of those moments where you're like, what in what is that? She, she literally dies in uh, in, uh, in Rosemary's arms. It, it is. Okay. It, yeah. It, you need to see it. It is. It is one of the most unique things I've ever seen on a wrestling show. It, it, it's at times like so goofy. You're like, Oh, I get it. And then also you're like, no, no, this is the dumbest shit I've ever seen. What are they doing? Why are they doing this? So, uh, Allie apparently resurrected, uh, for Joy Rand. I read a recap of it and apparently Rosemary murdered people. So, um, I guess she'll be hot off the chase. <laughs> right. Yeah, you escape the feds by running, going to the New York city, Hilton Midtown, go to the ballroom. At the New York City Hilton's uh, in, in, in Midtown, but uh, yeah, I mean, ultimately, that like the big matches that I look at is is Arquette and Timothy Thatcher sounds awesome, and for people again, if you've never seen the Nick Gage uh, David Arquette match, David Arquette busts his ass in that match too. Like, and and, and Nick Gage does a great job with it too. It is it is a legitimately good match, and it's got like a little bit of danger to it, like real life danger. Arquette tries to shoot on Gage because Arquette gets a little freaked out about some glass. Like, it's pretty awesome. So I'm glad to see him coming back here, and I think against Thatcher. Uh, it'll just be interesting to see what Timothy Thatcher we get here. Are we going to get kind of grapple, you know, Ben David Arquette in a bunch of different directions, Timothy Thatcher, or are we going to get Timothy Thatcher like the Europe style Timothy Thatcher where he just goes and beats the fuck out of him, which I think, honestly, either one would kind of be okay with me. I'd rather there's just kind of the, the, the slappy, punchy, you know, Timothy Thatcher, kind of the brawler Timothy Thatcher over the, you know, just grappling Timothy Thatcher. But I think either one could work uh, in this context again against Arquette. So I'm pretty into that one uh, as well. And then you mentioned the Puma King Black Taurus, uh, Mr. Iguana, Sharkboy, Green Ant. Sounds incredible. That sounds awesome. Uh, everything else on the show you could probably just keep. Uh, I, I mean, I love Pentagon and Phoenix. I'm guessing they're not going to give 100% effort against Taya Valkyrie and John Morrison. I, I wouldn't blame them. I'm sure they'll throw in a ca- uh, Canadian Destroyer here or there. I'm sure Taya Valkyrie will do a Canadian Destroyer. I'm sure John oh, yeah. Morrison will do a Canadian Destroyer. I'm sure there'll be many Canadian Destroyers. The old uh, runner, did, five. Of, uh, five? Okay, that, that's fair. I... I 
Uh, I'm, I'm going to bet the over, I think. On yeah, that one. yeah, probably. Uh, Dan Barry versus Bill Carr, if that happened in my backyard, I wouldn't watch. Uh, and then Matt Stryker, Chucky T, and Trent Moretta versus, I believe, Mike Babchick's a uh, radio host. Yeah, Trevor that's what I found yeah. in my research. I think he does shows in the area. I don't know why he's wrestling on the show, but <laughs> why not? I guess, a lot of questions whatever. I have about the show and why it's happening. Yeah, uh, Tommy Drew and Cole Cabana uh, in that. So that'd be just pure comedy. Then you, of course, you have the woman who murdered a bunch of people and the dead woman versus Hollow Dead, which I guess makes sense. And then Thunder Roses. So uh, a lot of dead people in that one. And then your main event, which is just going to be without a doubt the grossest match of the entire weekend, just the most disgusting. I mean, what, uh, Jack, what are we capable of here? Or what, what is going to, because we have Joey Ryan. Val Venus mm-hmm. and Sexy Eddie, who's like an old school guy, basically doing Joey Ryan's gimmick. He he did Joey Ryan's gimmick before Joey Ryan did Joey Ryan's gimmick, if that makes sense. He's mm-hmm. an old school, mm-hmm. you know, New Jersey uh, Northeast guy. I uh, got Session Moth Martina, Priscilla Kelly, and Scarlett Bordeaux. Uh, Bordeaux. There's so much that can happen in this match. And yeah, I mean, I don't know if any of it's going to be good. It might be mildly oh. entertaining, but I mean, there's going to be tampons, there's going to be blow pops, there's going to be probably a giant sausage. From Belvinus, like yeah. Scarlet, I I don't know what she'll be wearing wearing something probably very revealing. Session Moth Martina will be drunk and throwing up in her mouth or something like that. Maybe Priscilla Kelly's gonna throw up oh. in, in Session Moth Martina's mouth. And I, what? There's yeah. so much disgusting stuff that can happen in this that I, I I'm just Jack. What what are we? What do you think we're gonna see in this match? It's like when you said the alley segment was the worst thing I've seen in professional wrestling. <laughs> I counter you. It'll last long. It might only last a week. Yeah, it'll last a week. <laughs> I think if any match had a chance to get wrestling banned from a building, it's that match in the New York City Hilton. Imagine, like, I don't know the situation of this Hilton, but imagine some like rich person staying in the hotel, and he walks by, and Priscilla Kelly is putting a used tampon in Val Venus's mouth. <laughs> That's not out of the realm of possibility. It's not. No, it is really. It is really not. Yeah. And I'm gonna watch this match absolutely because there is guaranteed to be at least five spots in this match, at least that Rip Rogers and everyone who was born before like 1960 or however old Rip is, it's gonna just make them go off their rockers. And I think the reaction to this one on Twitter and on the internet is just gonna be. It's going to be some good stuff. The match, not good stuff. But this is the match that is the most intriguing of the weekend in my eyes and just a pure what the hell is going to happen sense. And that's why I hate to say it, but I'm kind of excited to watch it. But yeah, that's, that's all I got on that one. Yeah, I'm kind of with you on on the excite. Like, there's a weird. I just want to see how gross it is. Like, I don't know what I'm watching. Yeah. And I'm probably not going to enjoy it, but I do think that it's like going to be necessary to see it because there's just so much. <laughs> like, and you know, they're just like racking the rate. You know, Joey Ryan is just sitting in a room somewhere with a, like a mm-hmm. pen and a, <laughs> and a piece of paper and just an inflatable thinking. an inflatable penis from yeah. all. That he's just like, yeah, that he's just either like, you know, he's either stroking it or he's uh-huh. punching it back and forth. And it's like a little, you know, you know, it's kind of like a punching bag that he's using. Mm-hmm. Just trying to think. Okay, so so Session Moth Martina is going to puke and then Priscilla Kelly is going to put it, you know, it, like put it in her hands and then put her used tampon. Like uh, there's, there's Kelly like, going to vomit into a tampon. <laughs> right? like, okay. 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 Also, another thing I'd like to note about the show before we move on is that apparently Sue Young is a confirmed talent. 
Yes. So yeah, <laughs> she's gonna beat the person that she was. She the one that murdered Allie? Uh, you know, I, I watched it and I kind of immediately got it out of my brain. Um, I don't recall Understand. exactly what it was. I believe so, but don't don't quote me on that. I think when it was over, I just decided to run my head into a wall a few times to get yeah, try yeah. to get it out, and it's it's thankfully gotten out of my brain a little bit, and I don't really want it to go back into my brain uh, anymore. So yeah, I, I, I I'm pretty sure, but uh, I cannot hundred percent confirm. That. So that should be an interesting confrontation. Um murderers versus each other but yeah the interesting show all around this uh the penis party dan barry versus bill carr yeah that's, that's <laughs> the only match on the show that is just i'm skipping that one 100 percent yeah uh tracy smothers also a uh, confirmed talent brody king also confirmed talent flamita can you imagine what flamita is gonna think as he's rolling up to the show <laughs> you know seeing, yeah, seeing you know th- seeing that main event backstage as they're going through all the things so yeah so then what you're gonna do is you're gonna throw the tampon and i'm gonna throw the salami and then you're gonna cut the salami in half. <laughs> like, i don't think he'll be <laughs> recommending priscilla kelly to dragon gate office anymore. no I, I i don't think so so that yeah i mean the expectations for me party i have no idea like we can't really like seriously come here and be like all right so what i think is gonna happen is who the hell knows i mean this is going to be and it's so unique and it's so different and it it, it, it's so in this time slot it is the fans that it's grabbing are the people who the very few i don't know there are people i don't know who they are there are people that want to see joey ryan and and priscilla kelly and 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 those people in that main event because if you're not going to take over and you're not going to battle right and you're not going to spring break you know that you're you're, you are and and you know i don't have tickets right now i'm I'm on the fence i might go to the show we'll we'll see like it's one of those perverse things like you said you kind of need to see it i don't know why you need to but it's got this draw to it where you're like i mean it is unique like this will not happen anywhere else and it might never happen again as you said yeah it might be banned from the world after it happens, but uh, yeah, that's uh, that's Joey Ryan's penis party, eight oh five, Friday, April fifth, New York City Hilton Midtown has said uh, up against Takeover Battle Riots, Joey Janela Spring Break, as well as FTW's uh, something going on in the Catholic Sacred Heart Catholic Church or whatever the hell it is. I forget what it mm-hmm. was. Doesn't matter. Uh, anyway, uh, let's move on to uh, Saturday, the next day here. We're uh, sticking with the penis motif here with Hog, a little House of Glory here. Culture Clash, 2 p.m. Saturday, April 6th, going up against uh, the WWN Live Experience wrap-up. Also, Chaotic Wrestling's cast for a cause. Uh, and maybe tail end of the uh, uh, Orange Cassidy Produce Show, too, which starts at uh, noon. So uh, as far as House of Glory uh, Culture Clash, we'll go over the matches here, and I'll kind of get uh, your uh, your thoughts on this. So confirmed talent, Kikutaro. Uh, Atushi Kai Sakai, Robbie Eagles, and Chris Stratlader or Statlader. I keep getting it wrong all the time. I don't know why I keep getting it. To, uh, <laughs> it's a tough one with a lot of a lot of T's in there and a lot of just yeah, yeah. Statlander. There we go. Statlander. There we go. Uh, Loki and LAX versus the Great Muda, Pentagon Junior, and Tajiri. Uh, the Private Party uh, versus Juicy Product, which is David Starr and JT Dunn. Phoenix versus Amazing Red. A casket match between Smiley and Leroy Green. Uh, Anthony Gangrone uh, uh, versus Robbie Eagles, and then a Hog Crown Jewel Championship. Mantikilo, I think, or Mantikia, or whatever. I don't know how to pronounce that one versus yeah, Kikataro as well. So, um, this is a really fun card. NYC Arena uh, in New York, so you don't have to go too far for this guy. But, uh, yeah, what do you think of this card? I mean, this is kind of a sleeper card. I haven't heard many people talk about it. There's some damn good wrestlers on this show. Yeah, it's very interesting. Obviously, I feel like she prefaced this with saying Amazing Red isn't the wrestler he used to be. No. Except for the mean. And Phoenix will be a very busy man this weekend, so he might not give full effort. But I feel like that match is still guaranteed to give you like a solid three, three and a half. It's going to be very interesting just to see how that match up. Gangoni and Eagles will be interesting because Gangoni is a guy I'm pretty sure WWE have their eye on and have for a while. And Robbie Eagles, as like as we mentioned in the Pizza Party preview, he's a guy who could really break out 
and he's got multiple appearances this weekend, and I'm excited to see where he can go from there. And then that presumed main event, because uh, you're not paying the fly over the great Muda without putting him in the main event of Loki and LAX versus Muda, Pentagon, and Tajiri. That's just going to be a absolute clusterfuck. It also probably won't happen because someone won't show up. I'm looking at either low-key or the great Muda there in particular. And then in the confirmed talent, uh, you have this little guy named Atsushi Kai Sky, who happens to be Kai. Yes. It's only Mania Weekend booking. Kai himself. So it'll be interesting to see what uh, match he can get himself into. I don't see any other confirmed talent on the card other than Chris Statlander that he could wrestle. So maybe we can see Kai versus Chris Statlander. <laughs> yeah, that's good. A little intergender match of Kai and Chris. That would be quite the moment if, if Kai comes over from Japan. Uh, and his only match is a random intergender match on, on Hog, like the Hog undercard. That would be, be fitting for Kai. Really. Uh, it would kind of work. Yeah, it would kind of work. Yeah, and that's the thing with, with, with Kai. And, like, of course, uh, by the time we you know finish this recording, he may be booked by a few other people and whatnot because other people might drop out. But still, like, the, the, the whole Dragon Gate thing happened, and he's still there, you know, just, yeah. just on this show. Um, we have heard from some different people that it is not cheap to book him because you, if you're booking him, you also have to book the Great Muda. And if you're booking the Great Muda, you are paying a lot of money. So it's like Pizza Party Wrestling cannot afford to book the Great Muda just to get Kai. So that that might be the issue going into this is that like there might be people that want Kai but can't afford Great Muda, and then as a, yeah. as a result, you're not getting Kai. So it is a little interesting, but yeah, he he probably should be on more shows just because you know I don't love the guy, but he's definitely a lot more talented than a lot of people that are on a bunch of these shows. But uh, yeah, it'd be quite the quite the odd thing if the only show he's on is this random hog show on, on Saturday uh, at 2 p.m. But uh, it would, as you said, it would also be fitting uh, for Kai. But yeah, I mean, as far as these matches, I mean, there's some stuff that really is good. I mean, the Amazing Red Phoenix, like you said, on paper, that sounds awesome. In your brain, you're like, oh my god, Amazing Red versus Phoenix. Amazing Red's not quite that anymore. Uh, it's just, yeah. It, it, so that that's that's my one worry is is I'd be interested to see if he kind of steps it up a little bit against Phoenix. Phoenix, you also have to keep this in mind too that he's gonna be wrestling like 19 other times this weekend. Uh, this will be on Saturday afternoon. There's a possibility that he's kind of just slowed down at this point, or he's sore, or he's just not you know quite all the way there. Uh, but and and yeah, the hope is that Amazing Red comes and and, and delivers kind of a, a unique performance for him. But I mean, I think what you're really watching this for the show, as you said, uh, the Robbie Eagles uh, Gangone matches, and then the uh, the main events, uh, if it does happen, the Aloki uh, LAX versus Muda Pentagon and Tajiri. I mean, that is what you're there for is to watch those two matches. Everything else is just kind of a, a bonus there, including the, uh, the the Crown Jewel Championship there with the. Uh, Kikataro going for the title, which uh, I yeah. yeah, I mean he's more of a comedy guy anyway, so it's like I you know I'm not too uh, too excited about that one, but uh, yeah, and then David Starr against JT, uh, David Starr and JT Dunn, I should I should say is Juicy Products uh, against the Private Party, which is Isaiah Cassidy and and Mark Queen or Marquine. So um, yeah, I don't know. I'm interested in this show just from those two three matches. I mean the talent roster is, is good, but ultimately as like a full show, I, I don't know that I'm super in love with it. Yeah, I mean, I'd go to this show purely because the competition for it, like, isn't that great? Like, as you mentioned, like, pretty much all there is is the Orange Cassidy, and then... And that might be over by that time, too. I mean, the Orange Cassidy, they've they've only booked, like, five matches, and that's at noon. So there's a distinct possibility that it'll be... It'll be done by that point. So on top like, of that, you wouldn't catch me dead at that Orange Cassidy show. <laughs> I'm going. I'm. I'm in. I know the, you are, but uh, but I'm, 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 our hotel is also like five minutes away from. Yeah, right right so I'm like, ah, you know what? Why not? <laughs> Teddy Hart's reading Rainbow. Have fun with that one. <laughs> but uh, it's a really interesting show. I mean, when where else in Mania Weekend are you going to get to see a casket match between a man named Smiley and Leroy Green? At I don't know where you're going to see that dog. Yeah. <laughs> Just hogs. So. Culture clash. That's yeah, that's culture clash. 
It's an interesting one for sure. Yeah, I, yeah. I'm fascinated to see if, if Muda and Kai do show up anywhere uh, else as the weekend kind of works its way through and and uh, people come and go. Uh, this just to keep in mind, you know, this is at 2 p.m. So you know, there has been some some rumblings that hey, maybe Muda could show up on that honor rumble or whatnot. Maybe Kai comes as well, which would be pretty fun as well. And that that's not you know, of course, until 7:30. So uh, that'd be interesting to see. But yeah, we can't have Great Muda there that entire weekend and have him just wrestle at Hog. Like you know, we have to use him in some other capacity. I, I'd like imagine is probably gonna cut a try to cut a deal to bring him in, especially with the Dragon Gate losses. Mm-hmm. It really just depends on how much money they're willing to spend out. Yeah, apparently it's 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 hefty. So apparently, you know, Muda Muda's there. You know, he's enjoyed his time in New York, and I think he's not gonna. You know, he's not giving you that moonsault you, until you pay up. So um, I respect that a little bit, but really yeah. can't give a moonsault considering he's had about fifty. <laughs> yeah, I don't know how he still does it, and, and I wouldn't want to take it because it's the rotation's probably a little low these days. Uh, so he's probably just gonna knee you right in the, the ribs or whatever when he does it. But yeah, it'd be, it'd be a thing. Um, could yeah, go be ahead. Buddha kneeing Loki, and then Loki shoots on the Great Buddha. <laughs> yes, I'm the, I, then you got to go to Hog. Yes. Yeah, I, I guess that that is one of the. Okay, so if you go to Hog Culture Clash, there's a good chance Loki shoots on Muda. I mean, right there, yeah. or Tajiri goes a little high on a kick. Uh-huh. I mean, there's some good stuff. I mean, that 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 alone is worth the price of admission. A lot uh, of intrigue. Yeah, <laughs> worth your time. Uh, Saturday, April six, Hog. House of Glory, of course, Culture Clash, 2 p.m. from the NYC Arena, as we said, up against directly uh, WWE Live uh, Experience, the wrap-up. Also, uh, Chaotic Wrestling cast for a cause, as well as potentially uh, the Orange Cassidy show. But as we said, that's going to be done at uh, at 12. And then there's not a much else either. So like you don't have to worry about if you go to this House of Glory that you're going to be up against anything. I mean, you're going to miss IWS, maybe. Uh, that's starting at 4. Uh, you might miss... I know, actually, you'd probably be done by the time Uncanny Attractions uh, Drags and Dropkicks starts as well. Right. But uh, you should be out plenty of time unless you're gonna, in, in, if you're going to go to the Hall of Fame or the uh, the G1 Supercard uh, as well. So plenty of time to go to Hog. CCW uh, versus WrestlePro. Oh, of course, yeah, at 8 p.m. Uh, you can't, can't can't leave CCW versus WrestlePro out of there. But that is your Saturday afternoon House of Glory show. Now, before we get to the big one, WrestleMania, uh, we did get announcements of access matches as well. There's some pretty good stuff going on here, so we wanted to just kind of quickly go over each of these shows. Uh, Thursday, you have NXT versus NXT alumni at WrestleMania Access uh, from 6 p.m. to 10 p.m. Of course, I uh, don't think this is going to go four hours, but there'll be like matches happening while you're waiting in line to hug Mandy Rose or whatever. Uh, you got Roderick Strong versus Tyler Breeze. Uh, Dominic What the fuck? Why has he got such a ridiculous name? I'm calling it, you know, I hear it. I'm going Donovan Dijak. I don't care. Okay. Because they can't say it. You Nobody can say it. No one. Yeah, no one can say it. Because it's Dijakovic, but fuck that. I'm not going with that. I'm going Dijak because it's ridiculous. Donovan Dijak. Dominic Dijak. I just want Donovan Dijak. Dominic Dijak. Why the hell are we doing this? Dominic Dijak versus Luke Harper. Sanity versus Undisputed Era. And Cassius Ono versus Aiden English. So that is your NXT versus NXT alumni on Thursday. Anything get you excited about those those matches there? Dijakovic. No, I'm not doing Dijak. There it is. Harper. Resist it. Resist the temptation. <laughs> I will resist WWE. Stupid. They take away Mustafa Ali's first name, which is very obviously very hard to say. But Dominic Dijakovic, still a name. Uh, anyway, Harper, Luke Harper, he tweeted out like the other night how he was hungry for this or something. So hopefully that match will be good. Strong and Breeze could be interesting. Cash Sono in English is going to be probably really bad considering the state of Cash Sono and Aiden English's existence as a wrestler. And then for Sanity Undisputed Era, I legitimately for a second forgot, wait, which one of these is the NXT alumni and which of these is NXT? (laughs) Turns out Sanity is indeed the alumni because they're on the main roster for some reason. You you wouldn't really know, but uh, they're there. They're there, yeah. 
Oh uh, yes, this is um yeah, it's it's an interesting card there. Uh, of course, I mean the problem with it like with any of these access things is you think, oh man, wow, that like even if there's a match that you're really into, the the, the Dijak versus Harper one, as you said, Harper seems excited about it. Maybe he'll go into it and, and give it his all. And Dijak, you know, is obviously hungry for an opportunity or whatnot. But they're done in front of like people, you know, standing in line to get Dolph Ziggler's autograph on like their figure or whatever, you, you know, or like you know they they have a, a replica IC title that they're trying to get signed or whatever. So that always plays a part in it where like the crowds are usually not very good. It's a weird atmosphere too, because you just hear like buzzing in the crowd of people kind of walking around and doing stuff. So it's definitely a unique uh, uh, show. So yeah, it, even if you get excited by some of the matches, maybe you might have to reel it in a little bit, uh, the expectations here, but uh, we'll move on to Friday's uh, show as well. This is a Cruiserweights Collide card. So there's two sessions here for the Cruiserweight Collide. There's uh, one from one to five and as well from six to 10, we have Tyler Breeze, uh, Tyler Bates, sorry, Tyler Bates versus Brian Kendrick, uh, Akira Tozawa versus Jordan Devlin, Flash Morgan Webster and Mark Andrews versus Aria Davari and Mike Kanellis, uh, then Albert Hardy Jr. versus Grand Metallic, as well as El Ligero. So you got ACH versus Grand Metallic, uh, and then there's also yeah. El Ligero there too for some godforsaken reason. Which, which you know, when we got on this, you know, on this call to do this, you were like, "Oh man, ACH versus Grand Metallic, I can't wait!" And then you're like, "Ah, fuck, it's got Elgaro in it," and that is that certainly does put a wrench in what could be an awesome match uh, with a little Elgaro in there. But uh, anything on this uh, Cruiserweights Collide card uh, that really strikes you? So, despite Elgaro's inclusion in the match, I think the interactions between uh, Albert Hardy Jr. as he's now known as versus Grad Met- and Grad Metallic, I think that could be good because I could see both of them caring. Uh, I'm glad Mike Kanellis, uh, the man who wants to wrestle and evolve, is getting an opportunity here at Access. And uh, Tozawa and Devlin, that could be a good match if it were happening anywhere other than Access. But since it's happening at Access, it's probably going to be capped at like three and a half range, like every every other match on these Access tapings will. But it's still a match in that these shows, I'm fairly sure making tape uh they mentioned on the announcements that uh, they were going to be created in like three or four network specials uh, i'll certainly watch akira tozawa and jordan devlin That's oh of course yeah great yeah. i'd be uh aria davari and mike canales aren't getting me fired up but uh, tozawa devlin Hart, and ach metallic Ligero. That could be some interesting stuff. And out of all the access shows, I think this is the one that easily intrigues me the most from a match standpoint. Yeah, there's some good stuff. I, I really do like a lot of the matches on this, and I hope that the atmosphere is good for these guys, and I hope that they go out there and, and do a lot. Because, yeah, there's a character's out with Jordan Devlin. I'm all in for that. Even Tyler Bate, uh, Brian Kendrick, has the chance to be really good and hard-hitting and, and, right. and whatnot. And then, you know... Um, I think I'm out on the Fletch Morgan Webster Mark Andrews Ari Davari Mike Canellis match, but that's fine because we get you know ACH and, and Metallic versus Elegero, which uh, yeah, uh, and Elegero's fine. You know what I mean? It's just like he's kind yeah. of dragging out what what could be an awesome awesome match. So I feel bad. I'm not like you know I'm not trying to like completely put him down or whatnot, but yeah, it's just like there there's. I really would just rather have seen ACH versus Grand Metallic, but it's fine. But uh, yeah, those are all really good matches. But uh, yeah, so I, I'm really gonna be hoping. Uh, the atmosphere for those is pretty good, but uh, we'll move on to the Saturday show here. Uh, NXT UK tapings, three sessions, nothing to preview here because there are no confirmed matches, but uh, from 8 to 12, 1 to 5, and 6 to 10, uh, there will be taping uh, episodes of NXT UK, which is just sad beyond belief because they're, again, going to be done in front of crowds, you know, waiting in line to get, you know, Tyler Breeze and Fandango, you know, figure packs signed or whatnot, or, you know, people standing in line to get the WWE encyclopedia signed by somebody, which is just like, yeah, it's just a terrible atmosphere. Is Jeff Uh, Jarrett going to be at Access? 
Do we know? Um, that? You know, I don't know for sure, but uh, that's the only reason to go to Access, in my opinion. <laughs> to see Double J. Yeah, I want fun story just so we can uh, don't want to talk about these NXT UK shows that we don't have cards for. Um, I once went to a Global Force Wrestling show in Appleton, Wisconsin, and I got Hacksaw Jim Duggan's signature on the back of a Jim Jeff Jarrett eight by ten. Oh my god! And I still have that today. <laughs> that's incredible. Uh, all right, that's I, all I got. Let's talk about Brands Battle. Oh, I was gonna say I don't know. I, I don't. I cannot confirm that he's gonna be at Access, and I don't, uh, really, feel like, I don't really feel like we're around all that much. But uh, NXT UK is a fun show. So uh, I mean, I yeah, cannot I, believe I they're gonna know. be taping there. But um, I look hey. forward to listening to Joe Lanza recap them on Patreon. Yeah, there you go. Patreon.com slash Voice Wrestling, by the way. All right, let's move on. Sunday, April 7th, a little bit of a, uh, a tease for your WrestleMania. You're going to wake up at 8 a.m. You're going to get to access at Brooklyn Pier 12 in Brooklyn, New York, and you're going to see Brands Battle. You're going to see a Men's Battle Royal, a Women's Battle Royal, and that's it. We don't know who's in the matches, but it is stars from NXT, NXT UK, and 205 Live, and they will be having Battle Royals. Yeah, that's <laughs> apparently the uh, two battle royals and the WrestleMania cards themselves were not enough. So we got two more here. There it is. So men's bro, battle royal and women's battle royal. You got to feel like an app. I mean, imagine how geeky you have to be to be in the you're, you're an NXT roster member and you're in the men's battle royal at like 9 a.m. On Sunday morning, you know what I mean? Like it's, you know, you're still wrestling, you're still working for WWE, but man, like how far below are you? You're just, ah, uh, man. But I'm a sucker for a good battle royal, so I mean, yeah, if me those too. ever make tape, I'll probably watch them because I'll watch yeah. any it, like 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 pizza. Other than Domino's, I'm with you on Domino's. I wouldn't I wouldn't take free Domino's, but pretty much any other pizza, it's fine. Like it's not great, but it's pizza, and I, and I'll eat a pizza. Any battle royal, any Royal Rumble, I'm in for. They're all good. They're all solid. Like how bad can a battle royal really be? So, um. I'll watch those, but uh, yeah, I don't know that uh, I'll enjoy them, and and I don't know if they're going to be taped or whatnot, but we'll see what ends up happening with those. And then there is a one more Access show you're going to be saying, well, no, the one was Sunday. When's the other one running? On Monday, Access. Stretching into Monday here, uh, 12 p.m. to 4 p.m., you have WrestleMania Access Women Collide, again, still from Brooklyn Pier 12. So Access is running all the way through Monday. Uh, you have Io Shirai versus Sonya Deville, Tony Storm versus Nikki Cross versus Bianca Belair, Piper Nevin versus Zelina Vega, and Candice LeRae versus Kaylee Ray. Uh, Jack, I gotta, I, I, yeah, I can't really lie. There's some, I'm really looking forward to a few of these matches here. Uh, yeah. One of them is not Piper Nevin versus Zelina, Zelina Vega, sure but the other not. three I am definitely looking forward to. Yeah, me too. I mean, I will certainly watch this show. And if it wasn't for Niven and Vega, uh, this probably would be my most anticipated one. You know, Io Shirai, she had to leave the biggest women's company in Japan to wrestle in front of 50 people at Brooklyn Pier 12 on a Monday. Um, I'm glad she finally got that opportunity to wrestle in front of the most fans in the world. But uh, anyway, besides the sarcasm, Sonya Deville and her should be an interesting match. Hopefully they just lay into each other. That's usually what I like to see out of matches in general. So hopefully that's good. And then Candice LeRae and Kaylee Ray, which is a big tongue twister. That certainly could be interesting. You have two veteran wrestlers for the most part. And then Tony Storm, Nikki Cross, Bianca Belair. I mean, if we remove Nikki Cross from that match, it'd be pretty good. And even with Nikki Cross, it'll probably be okay. And then the less said about Niven and Vega, the better. Yeah, I'm right with you on that. But yeah, there's some really fun stuff there. I guess they're kind of tipping it off that Yoshirai is probably not going to win the NXT Women's Championship on uh, on, on yeah. takeover. But maybe not. Maybe this becomes a, an NXT Women's title match here. Sonya Deville getting a big opportunity uh, here on uh, Brooklyn Pier 12 at uh, 12 p.m. on a Monday. So uh, real 
big opportunity for her there. But yeah, I'm I'm into all three. I mean, other than the, the Nevin Vega, the other three I'm way into. So I'm I'm yeah. I'm excited about this. This actually looks like a pretty fun show. So I hope I hope for of all these that, that come through, I really hope um the women collide one and then the cruiserweights collide uh show up the other ones i mean yeah I'd, I'd like to see the battle royals but if those don't happen that's fine uh and then the nxt versus nxt alumni eh, you know the harper one would be fine i guess but like the, the harper uh dijack but the rest of the stuff i you know i don't really care all that much uh about those but yeah that's WrestleMania access i'm glad they gave us uh, you know they're giving us some matches so you know the thing to look at it is if you're going to access uh i am not you couldn't catch me you know we, we talked about what what the price would be to have me go walk into access and i i think i was up around like 500 dollars. i think if somebody paid me 500 dollars or a thousand dollars i would consider going uh, just because the the cost of missing some other shows or whatnot would be would be tough, uh, but I mean, if you're gonna go to Access, if that's kind of your thing and your vibe, and you're trying to get stuff signed and you're a collector or whatnot, you know, being able to look over and watch some pretty good matches, you know, that's not the worst thing in the world. So, so I I like this idea of having matches, you know, going on during Access. It's just yeah, it it, it stinks when sometimes like you know, XCUK is gonna be taped there for for three weeks or three or four weeks or whatever. So uh, that's gonna be kind of tricky. But uh, yeah, that is the WrestleMania Access. Uh, cards and then let's get to sunday april 7th the big one here wrestlemania 35 metlife stadium of course uh beginning i presumably at about 4 p.m gonna last until about midnight or some godforsaken time uh nothing running against wrestlemania this year you have the squirrel circle project that's gonna be at 1 30 it's a free show uh from nyack new york um not really a head-to-head battle there and i'm sure they're gonna be done by the time uh wrestlemania begins again also capital wrestling at 12 p.m uh, is running in newark new jersey uh, on that Sunday, I'll be flying out Sunday, so I will not be going to any of these shows. But uh, WrestleMania 35, MetLife Stadium, uh, we do not need to go match by match. Uh, Joe and I did that uh, on the flagship this week, so if you want to go back and listen to that, you can do that. Uh, there will be many other places, including VoiceWrestling.com, to read written previews of every single match at WrestleMania weekend. We don't want to spend 45 minutes doing that, so I'm just gonna. I, I'm not even going to run down all the matches because that's going to take like 30 minutes to do just, mm-hmm. just alone on that. So what I'm going to do is just ask you a few questions about WrestleMania. We'll kind of discuss okay. you know the matches we want to talk about. But uh, I'll start out with this one. What is your most anticipated match of Wrestle- uh, of the actual WrestleMania? What what match are you really looking forward to seeing? What match do you think has a potential to be the best? Like, And those not, maybe not the same question. Is there an anticipated match and then maybe the match that you think is going to be the best? I guess maybe a two-parter to start us off. So my most anticipated match, and you're going to absolutely laugh at me, this one is Triple H Batista which is a no-holds-barred match, and if Triple H loses, he must retire from entering competition. That It's going to be about 40 minutes, and it's going to be the most masturbatory Triple H performance you can imagine. And for that purpose, I'm looking forward to see how bad it is. Uh, but from an entering standpoint, my most anticipated match would probably be Brock Lesnar and Seth Rollins, because, you know, B- Brock, when he wants to, he can give a great performance, and Seth Rollins, even though I thought he had an overrated last year in ring-wise, he's still probably one of the top five wrestlers on this show, and for that reason alone, I think they could easily go out there and have a solid four-and-a-half-star match in the main event, or not main event, but cl- close to it. Right, wherever it ends up actually <laughs> popping up there. But uh, yeah, circling back to the Batista Triple H. Now, you're obviously you know younger than me, and, and, and Joe and I talked about how uh, Batista, he didn't really click with us because like I was already like 21 years old, you know, when Batista was making his like his big run or whatever. I was in you know my late teens or whatever when when, when he was kind of you know coming up and 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 being great. And I was just like, yeah, you know, I don't really, uh, it didn't quite click with me as much, you know, as it does other people. But then there's people on our site like Andrew Rich. I know who like he's a huge Batista fan. I think Griffin uh, is a huge Batista fan. Did you grow up a, a, a big Batista fan as well? Well, I started watching in 2014 which, as you may recall, was the WrestleMania that Batista 
main evented with Randy Orton and Daniel Bryan, and that was the Blue Tista run. So that was most of the Batista exposure I've had. Uh, he was fine. I like him more as an actor, more to, like to say, instead of as a wrestler. I went back and watched like some of the older stuff with like Evolution and stuff, and I think he's a fine wrestler. But I'd probably side with you and Joe. Like he doesn't really connect with me as much as he does some people. But I think he's fine. I think he's all right. Yeah, and I think that's going to be the, the the differentiating for a lot of people is is like. There are people that really love Batista, love the gimmick, love everything about him, like grew up with him. And like, I think it was one of those guys that like, if you grew up and, and watched his rise, like you're really invested in Batista and, and, and you care about Batista coming back where I'm not one of those people. And that, it, so I'm not going to begrudge people that are excited about it. But like you said, I think I think I'm most looking forward to when I watch that match is just how how Triple H this match gets, like how mm-hmm. how long it goes, how needlessly long it goes, how much crowd brawling there is, you know, just like we know the trademarks of a triple H WrestleMania match. It's always going to be the longest match on, uh, on WrestleMania. Maybe he breaks that. Maybe triple H goes out there and they have a five minute match. I'm very much doubting that. And I'm very much, very, very not much gonna doubting that that's going to happen because it's not going to happen. But I'm interested to see if they do the, the standard triple H thing where they go 40. It's the back and forth thing. Like triple H always wants those certain spots to get a bunch of crowd reaction. And sometimes they do. And sometimes they don't. It usually depends, you know, how good the match has been up to that point. But, you know, he likes to kind of build up the anticipation. He likes to sort of let things simmer for a long time and then build a one big moment and build, build a big kick out and stuff. So I'm just curious to see if it has all of that. And I'm also curious to see how Batista does as well. I mean, we kind of take for granted how being out of the ring for a bunch of years when you're 50 years old i mean that's not you know he's gonna be in tremendous shape we know that he's a guy who keeps himself in tremendous shape but is he gonna is he gonna be in tremendous ring shape and i think that was the thing where a few years ago uh maybe even before you you watched but i don't know if you went back and watched those is, is when the rock came back the rock was in like in, in ungodly shape like you know we, we know the rock and we know what he looks like and all yeah, that yeah. but the ring it was like it, it took him a while he blew up like very quickly into the ring and it took him a while i mean the cm punk match uh, at the royal rumble like cm punk had to lead him through that match because the rock you could tell like five minutes in was like oh fuck like i haven't done cardio in years like this is not good and and that could be a possibility with batista too is it's like it's not that easy just to say hey yeah i haven't wrestled in three years and i'm 50 years old i'll just get back in the ring and do my thing and and go for 40 minutes or whatnot but that's going to be you know what he's going to have to do and 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 that'll be kind of fascinating to see from that standpoint but um yeah elsewhere you mentioned the brock lesnar uh seth rollins i think that's an interesting one as well because you know it feels the build feels cold as hell. I mean, it feels like there has been nothing really done for this build. Brock's barely been around. Heyman's stuff isn't that good. You're not, I mean, it's obvious why they're fighting because of the rumble, but there's not really like any sort of, I don't know. It's just kind of like, yeah, go get that guy, Seth. And that's basically all it is, is the build is like, yeah, Seth, you know, unleash the bees, you know, go beat him. And, and that's it. Like, that's all it is. And I guess I, I enjoy that, you know, simplicity sometimes. And, and that's fine to tell that sort of story. But for this one, it just feels a little cold between these two. But I have no doubt that the match itself is going to be pretty good. Um, and I'm just kind of curious really and, and and i guess i'll get your thoughts on this too i mean if you were a betting man which you know you i know you've you've begun a little bit to become a, a little bit of a better here and there but uh if you were betting uh, on wrestlemania uh, would you bet that brock retains here or that seth wins because i think you can make a very good case for either one yeah that's tough uh i lose more often than i win that's so. everybody. <laughs> Let's be honest. If, if everybody won every time, uh, all these people that tell you how much you know how much they bet wouldn't uh, wouldn't be sitting around shooting the shit with you at a bar or at a, you know on, on Slack at <laughs> the Voice Wrestling right. Slack if right. they truly could win all the time. You know, uh, I probably bet on Seth winning because it feels like you can. I know stars don't matter anymore in WWE, but I feel like you could make a top level guy if Rollins won here. But that being said, I wouldn't be shocked if Brock won and just continued his reign. 
I, Brock, if he goes back to the UFC, I could see Vince loving the idea of him fighting and then bringing the WWE Universal Championship to the cage with him. Right. So, like, for that reason, I'm truly, like, I'm split 50-50, but if I had to pick, I'm, I'm taking Rollins just for the reason of it's WrestleMania, have the future star, I suppose, win what's supposed to be a big title. Yeah, it, it's an interesting one because, like I said, you can make a case for either guy, and I think the reason you can make a case for either guy is it's with Vince McMahon and Brock, he just gets silly. So, you know, like last mm. year, I would have told I would have bet my house that Roman Reigns is going to beat him. But then Vince just decided, yeah, yeah, fuck it. Let's have Brock win. And you know what I mean? Like, and, and with this one, it I'm with you. It makes all the sense in the world for Seth to slay, you know, the beast and, and, and beat Brock Lesnar and win the title and, and, and kind of start now the next path of, uh, of the WWE championship with Seth as the top guy. But then like, you know, you're really not going to know. And, I, and the guy deciding it maybe might not know until they walk through the curtain. It might literally be as Brock's walking out. Hey, you know what, Brock? Actually, you're, you're going to beat him. You're going to win. And like, it could be just that. So it's like almost impossible to predict this and, and know what direction it's going to go because Brock is so unique in that sense where you can book him any different way and anything can really happen with Brock these days. And we've seen that. We've seen even when the build says Brock's going to lose this match, sometimes he just doesn't lose that match. So uh, it'll be fascinating to see how that kind of goes down. But I think in ring, these guys have pretty good chemistry. So I, I'm curious to see uh, how it works. I'm sure Seth Rollins will be bouncing around like a maniac and bumping like crazy. And, and Brock will be doing Brock things and turning odd colors. So I'm here for it because I, I enjoy that. But uh, we need to talk about the two uh, big title matches as well, some two other big title matches, I should say, uh, with the Raw Women's Championship, Ronda Rousey, Becky Lynch, and Charlotte. That, of course, is going to be your main event of WrestleMania 35. Uh, Ronda Rousey defending the title against Becky and Charlotte. Charlotte now the SmackDown champion as well. Um, again, I'll, I'll say, as, as, if you're betting on this one, are you going to bet that Becky wins? I mean, that's probably the right call. Is it the call that you would make, though, to have Becky win? Yeah, it would. It feels like Becky Lynch is easily the person in this company I care about most right now and I feel like that's not a, a unique case. I feel like Becky is at the height of her potential popularity and if you give her the big win here over Rousey and Flair, both heavily protected, it could mean a lot and in the main event first female main event of Wrestlemania you only get that moment once so it feels like you need to capitalize on Becky Lynch's popularity and make her the champion or double champion. I don't know. If both. I think both belts are on the line, right? You know, they, they haven't been clear on that yet. You know, as we're as we're recording this, like I don't know if they're going to tie that loose end up on Monday. Uh, we're recording right. this. We'll Probably. just go to recording this on Saturday um, before. I mean, this is going to be released on the Monday. Um, I have no idea. Like I, right now, it is yeah. only for the Raw Women's Championship, but they haven't. I don't know if they've addressed yet what the inclusion of Charlotte as a SmackDown champion is going to be. So that might change as, as, by the time a lot of you guys listen to this. But uh, as far as I know right now, just the Raw Women's Championship and Charlotte just happens to be there. But uh, there's a very good chance they unify him as well. I think we'll have more clarity uh, with that or less clarity. <laughs> you never know yeah, what that's going to be true, these yeah. days. Maybe more, maybe less. <laughs> we'll find out on, I'm sure, on Monday one way or another there. But uh, yeah, I'm with you too. I think the only... I mean, the only thing to do is have Becky win this thing, win it clean, pin Ronda. You know what I mean? Like, not even pin Charlotte. Like, I think just pin Ronda, pick the biggest star. If Ronda goes away for a little while, whatever, when she comes back, she'll still be hot or whatnot. But it's not about, you know, trying to build up Ronda anymore or trying to build up Charlotte anymore. I mean, you have a commodity in Becky Lynch that you cannot mess this up. Like, this is a layup. This is a slam dunk. Whatever you want to say, like, just fucking have Becky win that match in the main event with confetti raining down. I mean, just... That's it. And no hugs. You know what I mean? No Charlotte, Sasha, Bailey hugs. None of oh, that shit. There's going to be hugs. I know, I know there's going to be hugs and I know there's going to be tears. But if I'm Becky and, and I'm booking Becky, she tells Charlotte to hit the fucking bricks. She tells Ronda to bounce and then she stands in the middle of the ring 
and hold that title up. You know what I mean? Like, cause that, that create that star, create that moment, build that B roll forever. Don't none of this hug bullshit. None of this crying bullshit. None of this. You deserve. I mean, there's going to be, you deserve a chance and all that sort of shit. That's fine. But I want Becky getting in the ring and saying, no, I don't deserve this. I earned this. I'm the man. You know what I mean? Like, that's what I want out of this. And I'm dreaming because there'll be hugs and crying and Sasha will come out and Bailey will come out and they'll hug and, Becky and Charlotte will hug and Rondell hug and there'll be a group hug and then Stephanie will come out. Oh, gonna everybody's going to hug. Absolutely coming out. <laughs> Stephanie is totally walking down that fucking ramp. All puffy chested talking about, hey, 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 the women, the, the women's revolution. Yeah. Stephanie's coming out, guaranteed, and she's either going to do the rah-rah women's revolution thing or she's going to attack Becky Lynch to set up a <laughs> main event. <laughs> right. Either of those things are happening, maybe both. And, you know what? I'm here for it. Yeah, I guess so. I guess that that is the fun thing. Once you once you completely disconnect from WWE and and, and reality, uh, it makes it a little bit more fun because you're like, whatever, dude. I don't fucking know. Who cares? <laughs> like, whatever. Yeah, Stephanie's gonna come out and browbeat Becky Lynch after she wins the title. Who cares? You know, whatever at this point. But uh, yeah, the only call is that Becky win that thing. So let's see. Yeah. They'll, they'll probably have they'll probably have Charlotte win or something. Charlotte will roll up roll up Ronda Rousey yeah, yeah. and win or something ridiculous like that. So Charlotte Char- Char- pin Becky or something. Like <laughs> yeah, yeah, that'd be the sense. best. Ronda pins Becky. I just I don't know. We're like, oh, all right. <laughs> Yeah, uh, and then of course the uh, Daniel Bryan Kofi Kingston. We got to talk about this one as well. Daniel Bryan defending his title against Kofi Kingston uh, after a long and arduous few weeks here. Kofi is finally in the uh, the WrestleMania match here with Daniel Bryan. And uh, what are your thoughts on this one too? Because this can be booked a lot of different ways. Uh, Joe on the flagship gave a little bit of it, like what he would maybe do and 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 possible scenarios. One being the new day turns on Kofi. I don't know if that's the right time to do this. Like that might be a little weird. But it's also you can't have Daniel Bryan win this match either. You can't go through all this and then Daniel just taps him out in the middle of the ring or whatever. Like you can't do that. So Kofi either has to win this or the new day has to turn on him. Which which of those scenarios would you do? Or do you think it's possible that Daniel Bryan just hits the S lock and Kofi taps in the middle of the ring? I mean they can't do that. They can't. See, I think it's very possible that they could. Do oh, that. they don't, don't do that. You can't do that. It's, it's we still talk about the Booker T one. You, you didn't live. You didn't live through that. But I don't know if you went back and watched that. The Triple H saying, uh, "Booker, yeah. you know, people like you don't win titles," and everyone's like, "Oh, that. Oh, that's that's." But he's just a heel. Whatever. He's gonna get his comeuppance, and then he just pedigrees him in the middle of the ring and pins him. And you're like, "Oh, like he just told the black dude that black dudes don't win titles, and then he beat the black dude in the middle of the ring at WrestleMania." Like you can't do that. But they did it though, so I guess they could do it again here. But wow, you can't do anything out with this company. Oh, <laughs> um, they can't do it again. Yeah, um, oh. I think Kofi should. I think he'll win this, but like at the same time, it's Vince McMahon, and I don't think he knows right now who's going to win this. It's it's another one that's truly like I'm fifty fifty. I I you can't rule out the possibility of Brian winning, however stupid that would be. Because it feels like something WWE would ex- totally do. You know, if Kofi did win, thankfully this is for the WWE Championship, which is not the important belt and often is on the mid card. So this match will be going on around uh, probably five o'clock Central, which it'll, should be about four hours into the card at that point. Um, whoever knows. So, yeah, I'm, I'm truly conflicted on this one. I think Kofi probably will win. For the sole purpose of they love moments, but at the same time, if Daniel Bryan walks out on SmackDown Live the Tuesday after Mania as the champion, and I don't know, Kevin Owens or someone comes back out, Baron Corbin comes out to challenge him, it wouldn't shock me in the least. 
Yeah, it's it's gonna be a weird one. I mean, what do you think about the possibility of the the new day turning? Like, I don't know. Yeah. I like I don't know if I love that story right now. It's just kind of like I I think don't overthink this. Maybe just have that feel good. Just have Kofi do it. But this is a company that loves heat. <laughs> you know what I mean? They love they yeah. love building heat. So and there's gonna be a yeah. lot of these triumphant moments. I think yeah. like so. Does the whole show people holding titles up and crying in the middle of the ring with confetti? Like you can't. Not everybody can do that. Like someone's gonna have to like lose and get disappointed here. It might be Kofi. <laughs> like all you know, all things. Yeah, cool. I mean, it wouldn't shock me if they did the turn on like Raw or something, and then they set up like Kofi versus Big E or something like that for whatever next of the twenty pay per views there are. But I think, I think the New Day turn on him events eventually. But at the same time, like it's really hard to break down the booking of this company because who knows? It'll it, the plans could literally change five times over the course of the final minutes of this preview. Mm -hmm. So I truly, who knows? Just got to wait and see. Yeah, see how it goes here. So we we did not mention a bunch of uh, again, like we said, we weren't going to go run down every single match of this entire show. But uh, I do want to let you have an opportunity to talk about uh, sleeper matches, yeah, a match that maybe we you know, we haven't talked about yet that you think has a chance to be really, really good or one that you're really looking forward to checking out. Okay. So I'm going to be honest. I think the card largely sucks as a whole. I think it's going to be a long, arduous six, seven hours. But one man, I'm very excited to see what Buddy Murphy does on a grand stage. It's easily the biggest crowd. I think this show will be a large crowd than the one they had in Melbourne for the Super Showdown show in October, I think it was. And I think Tony Nese, despite not being who I would have picked for this um, role, uh, Kushida's literally right there, guys. Uh, I think Buddy Murphy and Tony Nese are going to go all out and try to do some interesting stuff. And it'll, it'll be unfortunate when they go on in the pre-pre-pre-show, but I think they have an easy chance to break out and have an awesome match that about 20 people will see, despite it being on WrestleMania. And as for other sleeper stuff, it, it kills me to say this, but I think... Shane McMahon versus The Miz is going to be a spectacle. You know, being a Falls Count Anywhere match means that Shane McMahon can jump off whatever he so pleases. And for that sole reason... And he will. And he will. He will. Yes. I don't know what... He could jump off a Jumbotron onto a slightly smaller Jumbotron. Who knows? Anything could happen in this match. Anything could be jumped off of. And for that reason, I think that could be a sleeper match. And... If we're talking sleeper matches from a literal sleeper standpoint, you can always thank WWE for AJ Styles versus Randy Orton. Yeah, I got no interest in that match whatsoever. That match is gonna suck. Yeah, and like again, similar to the you know, and, and Orton matches can sometimes be like very fun. Like I remember the uh, WrestleMania. I'm blanking on the number now. I think 32. I want to say uh, the Randy Orton Seth Rollins match. The one where uh, Rollins cashed in. I forget the number now. Maybe that was 31. Uh, yeah, I don't remember. I mean, it was a fun match though. I mean, it was because it only went like 10 minutes. It was just boom, 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 boom. It was just like real quick stuff back and forth. It featured an awesome RKO. Like they could do that with Randy Orton, but then sometimes you never know whether. Randy Orton match. It could either be a really fun, like seven to ten minute match, or it can be like the slog, like the 25 minute. Oh, he's being methodical, or he's, you know, being the Viper, or he's like slowly taking his time and sucking the life out of his opponent. Like it could be one of those. And if it's one of those, then like I'm I'm definitely not here for that one. And that that's a possibility uh there with AJ Styles. And then uh as far as I, I suppose we should talk about this. Well, you know what? That one might change. <laughs> I was going to say we should talk about the Kurt Angle, Baron Corbin. Uh, but yeah. I have a sneaking suspicion on Monday they might 
change course because that has been literally anybody involved, everybody in wrestling, every fan has said that is terrible. Anybody but Baron Corbin and Vince McMahon have said that that match is shitty and we don't want that match. So that might change. So I don't think we should preview that one. But uh, the one I did want to bring up real quickly before we we, we get out of here, uh, Roman Reigns, Drew McIntyre. So it is the the, the big sort of WrestleMania return for uh, uh, you know Roman Reigns, of course. He is back here. It's you know kind of an inconspicuous match. I'm sure it's going to be pretty high up in the card. It's going to be one that's going to be well promoted, and they're going to go nuts about and, and and do everything for it. But uh, what are your kind of expectations here with Roman Reigns back in the ring now? You know, in a singles match, his first you know real big time singles match uh, since his return, and Drew McIntyre, you know, is is presumably going to lose this match too. And and do you think that's maybe the right call as well to have Drew lose this uh, this show, even though he's lost a few times as well? But uh, I guess it matters what trajectory you see Drew on. But uh, overall, what are your thoughts? Uh, Reigns and uh, McIntyre. I think you absolutely give Roman Reigns the win here. And I think Roman Reigns should be coming out on Monday to challenge Seth Rollins, who's the new champion. I feel like that would give you a hot program after WrestleMania. But as for the match itself, I'm not as high on Drew McIntyre anymore as I once was. But I think it's a very good stylistic match. I think these two could just have a good brute match. And it could be a very solid match in between the troves of just pure crap that the show could have. Uh, anything else on the show that's kind of sticking out to you or you want to touch on real quick before we uh, we say goodbye? Uh, the only thing I really got is that apparently Beth Phoenix and Natalia are called the Divas of Doom. The Divas of Doom, and they will begin uh, against the Boston Hug Connection of Sasha and Bailey, the Iconics of Billy Kay and Peyton Royce, and Nia Jax and Tamina. So get ready for that one. The Divas okay. of Doom versus the Boston Hug Connection, baby. Sasha makes cry. How many times will Sasha Banks cry? Uh, you know what? She's probably going to lose here. So, well, that, Actually, that's just yeah, one. I think just once. <laughs> she'll get the power. We'll, we'll, we'll know if she's losing right away by the look the of her face. face. Yeah, the so, face when she walks out of yeah. the ring there. Uh, as well, yeah, we we kind of covered. I mean, ultimately, we kind of did everything else. We did Ms. Shane McMahon. We talked about AJ and Randy Orton, uh, the Andre the Giant Memorial Battle Royal. Uh, we have names now. We have Braun Strowman, Michael Che, Colin Jones from SNL, Andrade, Apollo Cruz, Titus O'Neil, Tyler Breeze, Jinder Mahal, No Way Jose, Bobby Roode, Chad Gable, Kalisto, Grand Metallic, uh, Lindsay Dorado, Bo Dallas, Curtis Axel, Heat Slater, Rhino, Victor Connor. Ali, man, what a fall for Ali. <laughs> yeah, uh, Kofi kind of replaced him in like the semi-main, and then Ali's just there. It just, uh, it's, yeah, it's, it's not great there. Uh, Shelton Benjamin, Luke Gallows, Carl Anderson, Matt Hardy, Jeff Hardy, Otis, Tucker, and EC3 of the Mutes. Uh, also, the Women's Battle Royal, you got Asuka, Carmella, Naomi, Lana, Mandy Rose, Sonya Deville, Nikki Cross, Dana Brooke, Ruby Riot, Liv Morgan, Sarah Logan, Mickey James, and Zelina Vega. Uh, IC title, Bobby Lashley defending the title against Finn Balor, presumably maybe the demon Finn Balor. We don't know that quite yet. Uh, Cruiserweight Championship, you mentioned Buddy Murphy, Tony Nese. Uh, and then U.S. title, this is probably the only match we did not mention, Samoa Joe defending the title against Rey Mysterio. So it is a lot of matches. Uh, some I'm anticipating, a lot I'm not anticipating. It's going to be a long night, man. Uh, it's People always say, just yeah. turn it off, turn your brain off, just kind of sit back and enjoy it. But man, this is going to be a long one. Um, well, I guess there's one thing about Joe Mysterio that I can touch on. Yeah, yeah. Samoa Joe, as we know from last year, was very into AJ Styles' wife. And they've been bringing Rey Mysterio's son into the picture a lot. So would it shock me if Samoa Joe kidnapped Rey Mysterio's kid on Raw or SmackDown tomorrow? And perhaps they put the kid in a shark cage. It would not surprise me. <laughs> That'll happen. 
That'd be kind of cool. That would be kind of cool. People have also mentioned Dominic coming in and like turning on Rey Mysterio, and he's like, "No, yeah. Samoa Joe is my real father." You know what I mean? Yeah, that'd be, just that'd like be good stuff. Yeah, or like Dominic being like, "Dude, you put me in a fucking ladder match. Like you put me up in a ladder match, you asshole. Like fuck you, dude. Like yeah, I'm an adult now, and I'm I'm over this now. I know what you did as my kid. Yeah. Like, when I was young, you just treated me like garbage. Like no, I'm with Joe now. That'd be pretty sweet. Samoa Joe is the the home wrecker. So. Um, yeah. Is that his actual nickname? No, it could be. I don't know what his actual nickname no, it, is. It needs at least alliteration. It needs some sort of alliteration. So yeah. He, I don't know if I'm very well, good at... Yeah, I'm not either. Because oh, what, what is his... Because he, he's got one, doesn't he? Let me see. Someone do a nickname. I'm sure he's got uh, yeah, one. Everyone has a nickname. Uh, let's see. Okay. So what, what, let's see what they put as his WWE nickname. Because uh, I hope it's something good. Uh, the Samoan Submission Machine. They've called him that before. Yeah. Uh, the right hand of destruction. Do you remember that one? No. Apparently, <laughs> apparently it is. Uh, and also the destroyer. So you got the Samoan submission machine slash specialist. I think that's the Samoan submission specialist because that's got the yeah, alliteration. It's got where he's from because it always has to say where he's from. So what nationality he is? Yep. Yeah, which is always good. Uh, the right hand of destruction. I don't know. And then the destroyer. None of those work. Yeah, the Samoan submission specialist is probably the best one. Yeah. It's like impossible to say. Your tongue gets tied every time, but it also it hits all the boxes that they need it. So, the Samoan submission specialist Samoa Joe. Yeah, that that's <laughs> right. That kind of works. Decide these things to be hard to say, but then they get rid of the first names. It is it is uh, unique. The they are company. they are they are indeed uh, they are indeed strange. But <laughs> anyway, that is WrestleMania 35 and Jack. That is it for our preview, and that is it for this year's. Voices of Wrestling, WrestleMania Weekend Preview. Jack, before we say goodbye, do you want to let uh, everybody know where they can follow you on Twitter, where you don't tweet, uh, and where they can uh, read your writing, where you don't write? So go ahead. All right, so maybe I'll write more in the future at VoicesWrestling.com, <laughs> and maybe I'll tweet more about wrestling, uh, sports, the gambling losses I've incurred, and maybe about, I don't know, whatever else you can imagine, Packerman120. Don't laugh at me. I created that when I was twelve. <laughs> it's fine. We all have our we all have our like old school uh, uh, names, and you got to kind of stick with them after a certain point. So, so it's and not as bad as the Pie Overlord, which is a, another one I once had. Ooh, is that still around? Uh, I think it might be my Xbox username. Nice. That's that's a good one because if you are you know if you're the man that that previewed Pizza Party Wrestling, I know it was Andy, but you previewed Ooh, right. here on this. I'm saying you could be the Pie Overlord for Pizza Party Wrestling, so you might get booked. That's good so. Stuff. Ooh. Get on a plane and, and, and <laughs> contact those guys. Get, get yourself some Dante's uh, pizza there. But uh, unfortunately, I will not be there. on. Thir- I'm flying in on Thursday, so I will not be able to give a review uh, of Dante's pizza. But that doesn't mean I can't find myself at Dante's pizza at some point that weekend. But I will I will try uh, to report back on, uh, on on Dante's pizza and as many of these pizza places as I can because uh planning on eating a lot of pizza. <laughs> That's WrestleMania weekend. So. All right. So, Jack, thank you so much for joining us. And thank you, everybody, for joining us for this massive, massive audio preview. Hope you have enjoyed it. Uh, VoiceWrestling.com, VoiceWrestling.com slash forums. Uh, also, Patreon.com slash VoiceWrestling for uh, additional flagship content. But, uh, yeah, check out all of our written reviews up at VoiceWrestling.com as well. Uh, written reviews, of, or previews, I should say, of basically every single show that's happened this entire, or it's going to happen uh, this entire weekend. Uh, we'll see about previews. We're all going to be there, like most of us. So, unless Jack wants to write a, pre- <laughs> a review of every single show that has happened uh, this weekend, I, I don't think... Yeah, there you go. So we'll, we'll see. We'll see what we end up doing. I, I don't know if I'm going to be able to post them. It's going to be kind of a disaster. So that that is that is TVD. But uh, thank you, everybody, of course, for listening to these previews. And Jack, thank you very much for joining me for Pizza Party Wrestling. A little bit of hog, a little bit of hogs with the penis party, as well as access and WrestleMania 35. Jackie, Jack, thank you so much. 
Thank you. I look forward to previewing next year's most perverted shows with you again. <laughs> That'll be great. So for Jack and myself, we'll see you guys next time, next year, hopefully, on these WrestleMania preview podcasts. Take care.